Hello, and welcome everybody to Chalkcast episode number 34. We're here joined by the Game and Gladiators, more specifically OSM, Marky Duda, Marky Duda, and Max, because Marky decided <laughs> to be on both cameras today. He's, he, we, got, we got an excellent view of Marky. But we, do have a, we do have these three here. Um, this is the APAC team who qualified for the uh, upcoming RLCS Major, and they're currently in James Bot's basement. Can you guys please tell me a little bit about how you guys ended up at James Bot's place? Uh, well, first of all, since our qualification to Major, we're officially called the Game and Dadiators now. Um, yeah. so please get that game right in the future. Game and Dadiators. You, you That's correct. Rebrand? Yeah, the Game and Dadiators. So <laughs> please refer to us as that from now on. Okay. Um, and James, James put us up in a great big studio. I don't know if you can see, but there's gaming PCs everywhere. There's a fridge over there full of like gamer drinks, like you know, I don't know if I'm allowed to say brands, but sugary drinks, basically. Yeah, you're like, yeah, it's fine. You can it's... say whatever you want. <laughs> okay, there's like brown juice, Coca-Cola, and all that in there. Anything um, legal you can talk about. Of, of all people, all right. I didn't expect Marky to be careful. I just he's so yeah, all right. Corporate. Yeah. I know. What happened to you? You changed. I, I don't know. I I I grew up. I had a near-death experience, and now I'm very corporately aware. <laughs> Wait, did you actually have a near? Or are you just talking about the time that you jumped into a pool full of clothes in Saudi Arabia? You're like calling that a near death experience. Like, what? No, what I was just waffling, so I had no near death okay, okay. experience. I thought we might have to, like, you know, dig deeper there. But okay, what, one thing we have to very quickly mention is LCT's not there. He's the third player with Max and OSM. Marky is yeah, coaching. No. So LCT's not there. What? What's the deal? Is he coming to the boot camp anytime soon? Uh, he, he will be coming, yeah, on the 28th uh, this month. Sadly, it's just visa issues. It's typical, you know, he had a bad spot in Asia. Just couldn't get it fast enough. Um, <laughs> she said yeah, a bad spot. He had a bad spot. He had a bad spot. It happens to the best of us. Bad spot. Yeah, he struggles with it, man. <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, it's, it's got to be a good spawn. Another. Where is he from again? It's, Indonesia. Um, Indonesia. So you know, yeah. bad spawn for U.S. embassy visa interactions. But um, is it, it must be nice for it must be a good spawn for something. All right, there, there's got to be upsides. Um, what is it like living in APAC? You guys live out there. OSM's out there right now. Where are you at? I know in Asia right now, OSM? I, I live in Indonesia. In, in you live Bali. in Indonesia as well? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. How is it as a spawn point, would you say? Uh, <laughs> as a spawn I'm not sure it's a, it's a great spawn point, but, you know, moving there, it's fantastic, yeah. Living there right. for like uh, seven, eight months now, something like that. OSM so has all it, the Icelandic spawn buffs. Do you have like an apartment? Like, what's what's your setup? Uh, no, I got a villa, with, like a pool. Oh, <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm gonna flex you. I'm gonna flex you. I got like a two bedroom, what? three bedroom villa with a pool. It's I'm living the life. Uh, what? Yeah. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. wait. Okay, so I might unretire. Please keep talking. <laughs> wait, wait a second. So. So you're you're renting a villa. Like, did you have to buy a setup? Did you bring your setup over? Like, what? Uh, how are you practicing? I brought my PC, but I bought a new monitor, a new keyboard, a new mouse, and like that. Wow. So is there oh. like a is there a mall nearby? Like, is it just is it very is it westernized to where you are? Is it like sort of uh, well, it's it's a very it's it's very tourist. See, I'm very surprised you don't know this because it's basically the tourism island for Australia. Yeah, um, the, the Australia place. Yeah, yeah. yeah everyone like every single Australian goes there. So yeah, I mean, there's plenty of tech shops, plenty of shops around. Um, it it is westernized to some extent because it has a lot of tourism, but it's still a very different culture. And Max, you you're eat? in Singapore, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm in Singapore. Um, and 
how long wait you were you born in singapore or were you born in ireland so you're you're irish yeah so i was born in ireland and lived there for like 15 years and then moved to singapore uh yeah, when i was like 15 and you know both both are like good spawn points so i'm <laughs> like either way i was pretty gifted in that regard so yeah yeah, I've actually never picked up good. on your Irish accent, but now you say it, that's all I can hear. As soon as that's he crazy. said, as soon as he said, "I'm Irish," I heard it. Yeah, he's like really? Ireland. Yes. Are you from Ireland? I thought it was so clear the first time I heard him speak. He's got a very no Irish way. accent. No way. No, he does I, not. No, you're tripping, I, man. No, yeah. you're trolling. There's I'm not no trolling. You, you're so, obvi so obviously Irish. I can't believe this. To be fair, I think it switched after he said Ireland. It was like yeah, quite, yeah, like American Singaporean, then he said Ireland, and it was like. <laughs> Father Ted extra after that. Yeah, yeah it went. I, I, I think we're just like more. There's a lot of Irish people in Scotland, so I'm quite used to picking up on like people who are or you know used to live in Ireland and I don't, and they still have Irish twang in their accent. Um, but how long? You're 19 or 20 now, Max? I forget exactly. Uh, turning 20 yeah, this year. I I know this because I saw a top 10 oldest no, no, players no, no, at the Winter Major. <laughs> and you were number 10. You were the 10th oldest at the Winter Major. But, however, younger than Alpha 54, he was shocked to discover at the grand old age of 19, he's the ninth oldest player at the Winter Major, which is incredible. <laughs> at 19, yeah, he's he old, bro. The top, the top nine <laughs> oldest out of 48 players. Incredible. Wow. Incredible. Yeah, that is um, crazy. Yeah, speaking of spawn points, Marky's from Scotland, so obviously... Yeah. Terrible spawn. spawn. Um, I think it's oh, a pretty right. decent. We, spawn. Can we talk about Lewis. He's he's also in that list, and I believe he's number five. Yeah, so he, I'm not the oldest old. here. Okay, he is so uh, old. He, I, can't, old. I can't believe I'm team with old people. Like, what what is this man? <laughs> so we used to have Lewis, like freaky. You mean L C T is Lewis, right? He's uh, yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah, okay. We, yeah, we used to have listen. like 25, 26 year olds in the scene. Mm -hmm. You know, Chrome was like 26 when it 27. Rizzo was like 32. Okay. You know? <laughs> and then And then I, you know I was 24. Like, hope I. turning 24. <laughs> I'm holding on to that. Uh, holding on to the idea that I don't actually know what's wrong with it. I'm trying to think of reasons there's not nothing wrong with that actually. Uh, but okay, so, back to you guys. How, how you, the, yeah. this this split so far? has been pretty interesting for you. You've qualified ahead of Elevate, formerly James Cheese. Everybody thought that they were going to win everything in APAC this whole season. Uh, yep. Virtuoso Realize and Kami. You guys beat them in a grand final of Regional 3 where the winner goes to the Major. It's pretty simple. You guys win, you go to the Major. They win, they go to the Major. They were up 3-1. And you guys did a little bit of a reverse sweep there to win 4-3. What, so yeah, what was that like? First of all, we'll go back to the earlier part of the split after, but... That series, how did you pull that off? That's an incredible comeback to qualify for I mean, land. To begin with, first of all, I, we got to just say that um, obviously he doesn't get the props that he, he deserves, but um, Marky strats for that series was crucial, honestly. Um, we kind of fully came up with a strat to play specifically against them because they're so different to any other APAC team. Which you're going to keep quiet about, by the way, because it's... Yeah, yeah, we're not going to tell <laughs> you that. <laughs> got to keep the culture secrets. Um, but no, when we came three one down we kind of just had a mental reset in between the games we just told each other like look i mean this is at the end of the day this is it like this is what we've been practicing for like nobody has any expectations of us and we just gotta go at it with um with no stress no nerves and just show what we have and and we didn't have any expectations we just went in there with all we have and and uh, no like no thoughts of like this might be it we like we could win this or we could lose this we just did our thing yeah, I think um, as well, 
especially especially in the well, it would have been the fifth game and the sixth game. Um, LCT actually stepped up big time, especially in the fifth game. And I, I think which camera did I look at? And it was in the it was in, it was that kind of way where one of your players sort of steps up, and then the other two gain confidence from seeing one of their teammates pop off. So I would say in the fifth game, Lewis really like popped off and sort of put the team on his back. And then the sixth and seventh game, these two started getting confidence, started playing really well, and just started outclassing them once all three of them were popping off. Yeah. Do you think that going 3-1 down was nearly the best thing that could happen for you guys? Because I, I watched that whole series, and it just looked like once you won game five, you just went on a run. Like, And it was just that, you know, nothing to lose mindset versus a team that was, you know, in the back of their minds thinking, surely not. Like, surely it's not going to go to seven. Surely it's not going to go to seven. And then it gets to champ field, and then they're thinking, oh, my God, we can't lose this. Whereas you guys <laughs> are just, like, going for it, peaking. Yeah, I think being an underdog gave us a slight edge, eh, Max? Like, yeah, definitely. Um, also, not like already on our last life in terms of games. So, yeah, like, doesn't yeah, it doesn't really matter if we lose. Well, the the embarrassment factor for us losing was a lot lower. The embarrassment yeah. factor for Elevate losing, you know, a lot more embarrassing for them. So I think that that got in their heads. There just wasn't any pressure on us. Like at the end of the day, like the first split, there was pressure on us because like they're like the expectations were like the two titans of APAC, but. Uh, in this split, nobody really had us as the favorites to go and make it. So there's no pressure on us, really. I mean, what was your record against them this season so far? You played them quite a few times, right? Yeah, I think this was the first time we beat them. Yeah. Uh, out of like the three times we beat them, I think. Oh, it was three, right. Okay, yeah. yeah. You guys had the second win on them. Cause Detonator beat them in the yeah. first regional, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Thanks, um, do we, Where did you guys... Did you guys play Detonator or... Um, Elevate in the first regional. I forget which side of the bracket you were on. Uh, we played Detonator in the grand finals, right? Yeah, we oh, played the grand, yeah, you yeah, played yeah, the grand finals. Yeah, yeah, right. We made all yeah, three you, grand finals. Because yeah, Detonator eliminated Elevate in the semis. Yep. Then beat you guys in the, in the final. No, do you guys win the finals or uh, game second? No, they beat us. Detonator game won the finals. Yeah, and then Elevate won the second one. So yeah, you both yeah. outplaced each other by one round going into the last event on even points, man. It's actually so scripted. But I couldn't <laughs> believe it. The the way that APAC uh, is timed is I'm usually waking up pretty late. I woke up and the, the grand final was just about to start. I remember I was like, wait a minute, this is perfect. I'm, I'm on the yeah. golden schedule right now. I watched this final, couldn't believe my eyes. But okay, looking forward, though, what's, what sort of expectations have you got for the major? You're in a group with Liquid, uh, Ground Zero from OCE, and Team oh. Secret from South America. What what are we what are we thinking for that well, group? group of life, yeah. Um... No, honestly, like, we realize, again, there's no pressure on us. Uh, like, we're just coming here to practice as much as possible and get as, as good as possible, but there's no pressure on us again. Like, we're going to do our own thing and we're going to we're gonna probably surprise them. Um, maybe we'll get um, maybe we'll get a surprise third. Um, but I think, I don't think we're going to go down uh, as easy as some people are expecting um, because all the pressure is on them. The moment they lose one game, they're going to be thinking in the back of their mind, don't lose to this APAC team. I can't, we can't lose to this APAC team because, yeah, they're, they're going to be nervous, that's for sure. Yep. Yeah, our expectations have had to be tapered somewhat because Lewis, obviously, with his bad spawn points, stuck in Indonesia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. So, uh, you know, we've had to taper it somewhat. I think mainly our, our main goal is just to sort of tighten our grip on the APAC region, just use this as an opportunity to play higher level games and grind at a higher level and um, get, you know, Get a better grip of the APEC region. I think that's the main goal. And then try and slip out the groups if we can, basically. When you say tighten your grip, I want to give people some context here. You know, Johnny talked about going 
back to earlier on in the split. Like, with the greatest respect to you guys, this is coming from Elevate. They saw you guys as number three. Like, Detonator, if anyone, are going to challenge them. You guys are sort of the the number three team, you know, coming in. And all of a sudden, you, you've leapfrogged, and now you're the number one. Like, what? Uh, firstly, where did you guys see yourselves in the region at the start? And now, do you guys see yourselves as number one or, you know, as Marky said, holding that number one spot? I think it's different for every individual. Um we think yeah I don't, I don't know like right now i'd say we're like first by a hair so like i think we are probably i would say we're maybe slightly better than elevate but it's that close to any game we go into is a bit of a coin flip um but before i came in like when i saw max especially max and Luke, when i saw these three playing together i would have said it was they were definitely stronger as as players than detonate at the very least, I did think I did I did think at the time we were behind Elevate and they would take some time to jump over Elevate. But I definitely, when I came in, I was like, if I if, if we fix the mental, they'll easily be second. They're better than Detonate, Detonator. Um, it was just whether or not we could put enough work and time to beat Elevate, and I guess we did. There are two APAC teams at the World's Wildcard automatically, so it's been you know competing for one spot all season for the majors. When it comes to Worlds, wildcard, it's two. Is that the main goal, to just be top two? Because um, Elevator's still going to probably be ahead on points at the end of this split. So, I mean, there's still a chance you, if you make it to the Spring Major as well, you're going to be number one. But, like, is, is Worlds wildcard the main goal, or is it, like, one step at a time? Let's get, or, or how big is, you know, making first seed for the winter, for the Spring Major as well? I mean, we don't have any other goal but making, um, like, majors right now and making wildcard. And, and I don't think we're going to accept, like, just second place all the time. And we saw this split. Right. We're second in the first regional, the second regional. And we're like, yeah, this is kind of it's kind of dumb. We're always just permanently <laughs> second. So we don't want to be second. We obviously want to aim for first. Yeah, like, this this coming here, coming to NA is a very big opportunity. You know, as yeah. weak as NA is, it's still a lot stronger than APAC. <laughs> so... <laughs> so <laughs> So coming here is a, is a, like a great opportunity to strengthen and hopefully when because you know for players like not so much for OSM he obviously played in Europe um, but for Max and, and LCT a lot of the moves and plays that Elevate were making were just stuff they'd never like seen before never experienced before and then but now that like Max not Lewis obviously but now that Max is is like grinding ranked he's seeing these moves that Elevate do like all the time he's seeing them every game and so he's gonna pick up a bunch of habits and when he goes back to play Elevate he's gonna be like this is a piece of piss. This is nothing. So, um, yeah. So you you kind of you kind of brought it up there as well. But since Lewis isn't there, since LTT, LCT isn't there, how has your guys like practice been at all? Like, what are you guys doing without him there? Uh, it's pretty much just. Well, Osim was grinding ones for Fierce tournament. Um, I've just been like smacking the shit out of twos pretty much with Marky sometimes. Yeah, it's basically yeah. being a twos boot camp. <laughs> Yeah, that, but that's actually i i kind of think that's smart though because a lot of people might be like well that doesn't make any sense surely you got scrim threes but actually like i think the main weakness for apac and for ssa and like even for oce to a lesser extent is like not being able to play a bunch of ranked on one of the highly populated servers so just getting as much ranked in as possible on a highly populated server that's like something that's more rare than actually you know you guys you can't scrim major teams when you're in apac but you can still scrim elevate if the, are you guys you guys are scrimming elevate um, no so we no? this what's this the situation split, <laughs> so okay so this split we uh we decided look these guys are just like flying in and flying out we're not going to give them the practice they want 
Uh, well, hang so, on. Well, hang on. I heard from from them that you yeah. guys were, were Max was sort of uh, maybe not showing up to a couple scrims. Oh, oh, no. Yeah, so, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. So here's the thing, right? I'll give you. I'll give you the sauce. Um, we scrimmed against them, and then they left thirty minutes early. So we're like, these guys are just. These guys are sort of just playing mind games. Wait, wait like, when was this though? When was this in Split One or what's I going think on? yeah, this yeah. was like the first regional in Split Two. Um, first regional so, Split Two. This one. yeah, so like after that, we we kind of just decided we're not gonna we're scrim them. Like um, regardless what happens, like just refuse because all they want is good practice. Because I mean, I don't know how many people know this, but they just fly in like to the to the region like a couple of days before the event. And then they leave again like a day after the event ends. So we didn't want to give them their practice. Is that the case? I wasn't aware of that. I didn't know that they were, yes. I thought they were there for the whole split. But well, I mean, they yeah, have to currently maybe. live in, uh, well, two of them are, I think, Virtuoso and Kami uh, are in Taiwan, right? They're in Bangkok. The no, no. Or not um, right now, but they were. Um, yeah, well, I yeah. mean, yeah, they were there for the split. But then like a day after, or, or like two days after, both Kami and Vert left. Uh, back to well, the once the split was over, once they're eliminated. Well, yeah, yeah, but here's the thing: like, is, it's, that, it's... is there anything wrong with that, though? I mean, I'm, yeah, I just so, so that's the thing, right? I think that's pretty normal to expect them to go because what are they staying for if the split's already over? They want to go home. And, well, you know, yeah, so it's not against the rules, right? EU. Like, we we looked at the rules and we we're like, um, uh-huh. is this against the rules? Like, what is required? Um, it turns out, like, when I moved, we we asked a couple of the admins, like, what is required, and, and they basically said you have to have residents there. Um, to, to compete so we're like okay we'll get residents i'll live there we'll compete um but then now we looked at the rules again and it seems like it's not an issue just fly in and fly out of events so like if if a like a top 16 u team that's not making mat like lands want to go to a region like south america or apac or anything to make lands they can just fly in for four weeks and fly back out which is i, I think that's kind of troubling this yeah we talked about this when you guys heard about the um NA bubble team that wanted to go to SSA. Uh, did you? The um, yeah, I forget their names, but yeah, they they were trying to go to SSA for like yeah, I can't remember the split or like one event, one regional, and yeah, it's within the rules. They can do that within the rule set. Just go over to any region and play in one event. Um, and we talked about that at length in one of the previous episodes about the problems that has with like you know them coming in as a low seed team, possibly ruining one team who are fighting for top two in that region in round one, ruining their you know, regional, um, and you know, it can really disrupt the system um, for just purely personal gain. So, you know, we we've talked about you know the drawbacks there, and they since then decided not to do that. Um, but in the case of Elevate, that's a, the team you're discussing. They're going out for a whole split at a time. I believe they're like staying from the start yep. of a split till the end of a split, right? It's not like the yep. way you say it. From like they they come out for events and they leave makes it sound. People might misunderstand that as like they're doing regional one, going home, doing regional two, no, leaving no, again. That, that, but they're saying that'd be unreasonable. Split, right? Yeah, that'd be unreasonable because uh, I mean, there's an event every two weeks, but yeah, they they're coming out for every event, for every mm-hmm. sorry, every split. Um, but they immediately leave and they don't scrim in the off season. Uh, and they don't scrim before the first regional. Well, uh, I think that's where the issue comes in. And with the team, like um, the team that wanted to go to SSA, uh, I think the main issue with that is just that they're not there long term. They're not giving any long term practice. It's just kind of like mm-hmm. a cash grab and then leaving. Um, there's no reason to have that in, in this ecosystem. Once a once a split is usually done, a lot a lot of teams don't scrim anyway. But the only yeah, difference here is normal, right? one one team's like flying home. Yeah, there's a. I mean, usually what ends up happening yeah, is well, the, the team combusts, and so they don't scrim because of that. But like, 
Yeah, I think the issue mainly is just the fact that they have an advantage because of that because they get individual practice in their own region. But we saw that as, at the end of the day, we saw that as a negative. It's like, why don't we just, but they can have their individual practice. Why don't they, why don't we just stop them from getting team practice against us? Which is, again, the reason why we don't scrim them. Yeah, you know, if you, you guys choosing not to scrim any team is totally up to you. There's lots of teams, pretty much every team in RLCS in any region has like a list of teams, short or in some cases long, of teams that they don't scrim for whatever yeah. reasons. They just don't think that the, the other team is taking the game seriously enough. They don't think that the you know the quality of the games is worth their time or whatever other reason they, they have. Any team can make their own decisions on who they want to scrim. No one can really argue with them on that. Um, the only like thing that changes or the only the only thing that i've heard um that goes against that line of thinking is import talent like elevate and import talent like teams moving over to na although that's you know kind of like a sideways move in terms of region strength um or even like upwards in terms of uh, south american teams going there a lot of people say those teams who enter an ecosystem should scrim to be a part of that community you seem to agree with that um you think that they should be doing more? Elevate should be doing more? Is that what you think? Well, or the I mean, APAC, uh, community? No, see, like, again, that, that's the misconception. I don't have anything against what Elevate is doing. I think, uh, like, the main issue is just what, like, there's no clear rule set on what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do. So it's kind of like, I technically could have just went in and out, um, which like, I don't want to. I want to live there, and I, I moved there for other reasons as well. But um, I think that's the main issue, is there's no real clear rule set on what's allowed and what's not. But Elevate, though, I mean, yeah, I think the region would heavily benefit from them staying longer and, and getting that practice in for the other teams. I mean, if other people improve, we're going to improve as well, and they're going to improve as well. I feel like that's, yeah, I mean, I could see some people thinking that, sure. I think there's a point there, but I think it's probably not even close to worth it for them to stay after they've been eliminated from major contention yeah, I, th- I think I leaving think immediately this... is by no, far the smartest I... thing for like mental health physical health like just personal yeah, but they life they don't get any team pra- yeah i mean individually but... yeah but as a team they're not going to get any practice and, and coming back into an next place is going to be even harder for them because we're always together practicing um individually and as a team and if they don't have that which is going to be a struggle for them but honestly we don't care what they do but they, like, if you look at the two situations where it's happened, right, one was the start of the season where they were still trying to, like, set up where they're going to live, trying to get an org. They didn't get an org, so they, like, you know, obviously you're trying to let that happen. And then they move over. And then they did get an org, but that that happened very late. And then they have to set up, you know, where they're going to live that to move to Thailand. I feel like now for next split, they're going to be, they're not going to go over there a day before regional and then start practicing because they didn't make the major. Like, I feel like... You have to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're going to get over there a couple of weeks before and actually be scrimming because obviously they can't just waltz in and and make the major. I think like the first two situations in isolation both had their reasons as to why that they like they flew in and flew out. Obviously after the split you're going to leave straight away like for at least a couple of weeks just to go back see your family get a when everyone's in the off season. But I can't see them flying in a day before this next split. Because, like, you guys are the number one team. Yeah, I mean, that's entirely up to them. I mean, we're just basing off of what they have done and what they haven't done. Um, they had the, the chance of coming back earlier. They split. They had an org. Um, I don't think they did, up, though. I don't I, think that's yeah. true because they had no yeah. PCs, so they couldn't go back early. Because I'm pretty sure that they they had no PCs right up until the actual event itself. Though they didn't have their like proper gaming PCs. Yeah, they didn't bring heard. them. Yeah. 
Yeah, so maybe they. I mean, maybe they expected. I'm. Uh, I'm not 100 sure, but I imagine they expected to have proper gaming PCs with their new orgs house that they've been put in for this split. Clearly, that fell through. But if you don't have PCs, you know what's the reason? Well, you can't really go over there. Um, or early. I. I, I imagine, like you're saying, that yeah, they're going to go but... early this next time and have PCs ready. Because sure, we, we can't seriously. know that though. Like we can't really know what the plan was at the end of the day. I mean. It's up to them. Um, what but happened. wouldn't you give them the benefit of the doubt and assume that they did want to have proper PCs and go over early? I wouldn't just assume. Well, I mean, oh, they... clearly they've sabotaged themselves. Like, why would they do no, that? That's no, but, but they had their own responsibility of doing that. I mean, they could have brought their own PCs. I mean, it's very easy to get a monitor as well. So, I mean, it, at the end of the day, it does fall on them. Not only them, obviously, the org as well. Um, but they could have taken a lot Oh, no, of yeah. Somebody's, somebody dropped the ball. They've definitely beamed it, as yeah. uh, Marky would say. They've absolutely beamed it, but... <laughs> I don't think they self-sabotaged. I don't no, think they were no, trying no, no, no. to like, no. limit their own practice to flex no. on the region. I think they were kind of like, uh, yeah, in a bad situation. But they yeah. did still have the full chance to qualify for the major on their own terms with proper gaming PCs in Regional 3, and they didn't. They had three match points against you guys. You beat them. So fair enough. I think uh, they, they, if they were uh, annoyed about Regional 1, <laughs> they can't be annoyed about regional three because that that was on their own terms. They just lost. So uh, I guess we'll see what happens next split. Outcoached? I, I think you're right. Did you say, Marky? You what? Did you outcoach them in that? That that's what you're saying. <laughs> that grand yeah, that's final. Why I, that's why I did. I, I outsmart them. Outcoached them. We just I just wanted it more than all three of them combined. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any do you have any strats then for the group of life in terms of coaching, or is it just practice? No, I, we've got some strats, but they're secret strats. I'm not I'm not allowed to tell you because then if Elevate are listening, they'll they'll counter it if they're smart enough, but they might not be. Who knows? <laughs> oh, but no, like what about specific? Like your group, obviously. What is it? It's Liquid. What is it? What's the group? Oh right, uh, Ground Zero. Zero. Like, is is it is it Ground Zero? Secret Ground Zero. It looks like oh. the prep's going really well. What's our group? So you don't have any no, we'll probably employ a similar strat that we did to Elevate for Secret and Liquid, um, but it's a it's a bit harder because they've obviously got like a lot more firepower than Elevate. So it'll sort of be we'll, we'll try the same strat because it's sort of a similar playstyle, like very fast and very aggressive. So we'll try a similar counter, but um, it'll be a lot harder because they're a lot better, basically. Um, Have so you guys scrimmed OCE at all in APAC? Because it's hmm. playable in some server, right? Yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah. We have, but we get egoed by teams like Power, for example. <laughs> so, so, so they, <laughs> went well. Yeah, yeah well, went well for them. Went well for them. Um, but no, like we, we do scrim some of the some of the top six teams. Um, which goes pretty well usually. I mean, it's 120 ping. Um, but we make do with it. We're trying to get more scrims against Middle East teams on Middle East servers on 120 ping, uh, which has been going all right. Uh, obviously, you want to hopefully get more of those kind of scrims, but we we kind of decided that a bit late in the split. Have you played Grind Zero, the uh, team that you're, you're facing at the Winter Major? No. Have you played them yet? Oh. Not with any no. of your lineups? No, I mean, I mean, I think we played KCP in the first split, but I don't think uh, and that, that was super lucky on them. Um, but no. no, no, I don't think anything else, no. Yeah, you've got Kaka, Fiber, and Super Lucky. Uh, lucky and yeah, no, we, no, we haven't scrimmed them. They, they've not scrimmed APAC. They scrimmed Elevate like once, and I think that was on stream. Um, yeah. Oh, it was a stream scrim. Did they win? Yeah, I think Super Lucky scrimmed. Uh, yeah, they kind of, they kind, yeah, Elevate kind of uh, got destroyed. Uh, uh-huh. from, sorry, That's kind of tough though. 
120 ping? With ping. Yeah, yeah, 120 ping, but about that, yeah. Very rough. In terms of your, like, you know, Mark, you're talking about the strats, doing different strats. How have you guys as players then, like, is this the first time you've had a coach or where you've, like, you know, massively changed your play style game to game, series to series? And how's that gone for you guys with Marky there? Yeah, yeah, I've I've installed a like a, a culture of fear, so they don't want to speak out against me. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna choose to sit in silence. Uh, no, obviously, like I've never had a coach before. Actually, I don't think like ever in in threes. Um, so it was a very different atmosphere for me. Um, but in terms of what helped in this split, it was immense. Um. It was mostly defensive uh, situations that we, we needed help on because mechanically and offensively we were pretty solid. But in defense, we had a lot of silly mistakes and, and Marky came in and kind of uh, cleaned that up uh, very efficiently. It was very different from split one and two. I think also the mentality was different. We were a lot more um, like determined and hungry for that first place win than the first split. We were kind of more relaxed in a sense. That culture of fear mm. kicked in. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, I only got to say positives. Scared. Yeah. To be fair, our last coach, our last coach was shit compared to Marky. Whoa! Okay. He said he said that because I was the coach. <laughs> you oh. oh, suddenly that that's like acceptable. Yeah, that made, that makes a lot yeah. more sense yeah. now. in the context. <laughs> hey, Marky got us. Hey, Marky got us to land at the same point I got this team to land last season. Oh, okay. You know, we're even so far. Marky has to step it up. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You said um individually, you know, you guys are there, it's just more team stuff. But I have a quote from Johnny Boy playing threes with you the other day that Max U was crap in that threes game. So that's true. That that is true. true. <laughs> I, I want to give him some copium though. I don't think that he was really focused on the game at all or focused on trying to win the games at all. But we still accidentally won multiple games. Uh, yeah. on USC servers, so yeah, I I think he's got some very valid copium for his uh, losing. He in also had to. He also trees. had to carry Marky, which is you know that's that's a bit rough, <laughs> hard to do. He had to carry me Marky as well. Beat so. Squishy though, <laughs> do you beat Squishy and gimmick Marky in the twos games? Talk yeah, us through that experience. Uh, I don't really know. I just sort of, I don't really know. They just didn't play very well. I don't know why I beat them. Okay. They just sort of didn't do anything, and we won. <laughs> now didn't you actually have some motivational words for your teammate i believe you told me something you, you, you wrote in the chat to oh yeah i said like your teammate to win oh yeah my teammate like missed the ball and then said like sorry in quick chat and then i went and scored like two seconds later and i said no worries you do you do then we'll beat these no names or something <laughs> that, that seemed to i don't want to say the whole win was because of that one sentence but but you do think that could have crushed Squishy and Gimmick's confidence? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Names, yeah. Absolutely. World champions just absolutely done in by one sentence. <laughs> How would you say the trash talk is in the US servers compared to EU servers, OSM and Marky, and compared to APAC uh, servers, Max, and any other server you played on? Where, what, is the, what region like has the best trash talk? Oh, my God. NA, NA trash talk is basically non existent. Like, we were very surprised, actually. I think Marky mentioned it when we were playing uh, the other day. Uh, NA is so much less toxic than Europe for some reason. Yeah. Uh, Europe mm, is yeah. so toxic. But um, NA, it, it's surprising. Um, 
actually most of the shit talk I've seen actually have come from South American players, <laughs> which is surprising. But yeah, it's not much. Yeah, the European like solo queuing on the EU is just awful, just really bad for your probably your physical and mental health. Honestly, most toxic place I've ever been is EU solo queue. It's awful. NA is lovely. Everyone in NA is well, not they're everyone. all very they're all, they're quite chill. Yeah, they're just having a yeah. good time as far as I can see. Yeah, not not yeah. everyone, obviously, but like it's mostly very relaxed in NA. See in EU, it's like fifty fifty whether or not your teammate will try and find you and kill you. But in, in, <laughs> in, in NA, it's like one in five maybe gets a little bit angry at you, and that's it. It's, it's honestly it's night and day. It's so, totally different. Oh, Mark, you notice like a like a playstyle difference. I remember when I was going over, like EU feels different to NA. Like NA, everyone just gives everyone so much space, and it's just everyone go for air dribbles and solo plays. Whereas EU's like playing a 1v1v1v1 you know like everyone's just on the ball at all times I like what Sam answered that he probably knows a bit better than me wait what was the question Please I said like, have you noticed like a ranked style difference like NA gives so much space and it's just like solo play air dribble everything and okay, yeah I, I, I gotta say uh, NA2's is okay I'm actually betraying Europe so badly right now um, NA2's is just much more enjoyable it's a lot more fast paced it's a lot again as you said a lot more space as well so like Especially pro lobbies is just more, much more entertaining because, like in EU, you'd get K'd up with kind of a flipper set, and that's a bit rough. You know? <laughs> 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 just pick out one person in direct range. My bad. <laughs> also, preach your kid up. Can you flipper set? I've seen a flipper set. I think I can keep flipper set. I learned about the the dop shot recently. Apparently, that's the the name that all French players are giving to. Um, like the, the the I guess is it just chat? Help me out here. Is it like just a slow shot or what is it top that everybody shot? says? And they start writing "dop shot" a lot whenever there's like a slow goal from a French oh, no. player. <laughs> I think it's named after K Dop. I think I believe this is what it means. I've been trying to learn from my Twitch chat. Uh, I've not really fully understood. Oh, it's to shoot without air roll. roll. That kind of makes more oh, sense. No. So shooting without air roll, no air roll shot. Oh, yeah. Ah, thank you, Twitch chat. Yeah, that that. So if you see somebody shooting with that air roll, I guess it's a dop shot. The K-Dop, no air roll shot. Um, he's he's kind of a shooting specialist for his whole career, though, so it might be a... He might be onto something. Might be onto something here. Max, what about APAC? We heard about EU, NA. What, what's, it, what's the APAC rank like? How long are the queues? Uh, like, uh... I mean, I probably couldn't tell you because there's just no games. Like, <laughs> I remember there was this one time specifically. I was like 1,301s in Asia, and I... And it was um let's say it was 10 p.m. at night and uh I queued. I wanted to see if I would get a game, so I went to bed. I woke up the next morning and I was still queuing pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, damn. So Wait, yeah, no, night. I actually could not tell you. Yeah, I actually could not tell you how the I mean I mean the Asia players are like, you know, considered high level there is you know, they're pretty chill. Like there's nothing wrong with them, apart from like a couple, I guess. But but yeah, ranked in terms of ranked, I have not a clue. I'd it's just OC servers for like pretty much everyone who lives in Singapore, at least. Yeah, that makes sense. You're just playing yeah. OCE as much as yeah. possible. Mm. Yeah. He's a grinder, Max. You're always playing. You're you're a yeah, ranked man. fiend. Yeah, for the last six months, I've been playing a lot more. And you started to get CJ in your lobbies now. CJ's back on in ranked, and he's enjoying it more than ever. He's never Eating liked ranked Max. for his entire pro career. <laughs> now he loves ranked. That he's retired. Yeah, what's the how, what's how it like playing CJ? CJ yeah, what's it like playing CJ? And uh, he, has he improved since he retired, or what's 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 your? I don't know. I don't think I've really ever played him when he was 
like oh yeah no. max max i think i think i think we did yeah, didn't, can we you played his that... game is eight what no, do you mean yeah, i beat him in twos uh, in a lane hey, hey hey cj calm down buddy i played on 300 ping on oc with max and i beat you and Kami on oc so That's i don't want to hear it you know what? Yeah. <laughs> um, that doesn't count really though because when you're on the ball like ping doesn't matter let's be honest and you just, that's all you did is just dribble yeah yeah no but surely surely me and cj are like positive and two is if we get on each other's team so yeah 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 we're, fr- we're actually much, yeah, CJ. oh come on uh i've got no comment <laughs> what do you mean there's no way this, this this bloke who he's like a dop shot every time he shoots he doesn't know how to air <laughs> that's, that's the worst though. answer you could have given max <laughs> Upshot works. Yeah, that's, that's actually fair. I wanted to ask you guys, how, how, what, how did you get Marky as a coach? Like, what, what, what's the backstory behind this setup? Like, Marky, did you just we you put the feelers out there, or did you get a pro? Yeah, a wee bit. I mean, Noah Sim went through a phase for a couple of months of just playing twos post midnight, just having, you know, not terrible two sessions, but not great two sessions, and then. Um, he was like, "Oh, I'm I'm in, I'm in APAC, like co- like working with this team." And then I can't remember. I got dropped from Guild, and then I just shot or oh, some question like, "You guys looking for a coach or anything?" I'm just you know, a bit bored sitting around the house, nothing to do. <laughs> and then he was like, "Oh yeah, like come and come and we'll have a, a trial. We'll hire you for a month. See how it goes." You know, smacked up elevate, and now I'm now I'm permanently <laughs> signed. I guess yeah, trial went pretty well, as well as it could possibly go. Yeah, so. yeah honestly, like we gave him a trial for for the, for this split. We're like, okay, we I, we do think we need a coach to like really step up our gameplay. Um, so we gave him a trial for this split, and uh, yeah, it literally went perfectly. So he's now long term. Obviously, gladiators as well helping you guys out. I don't know if he's always Sam the Aww. manager. You said you, we'll pay you for a month. Did you organize that, or was that like gladiators <laughs> saying? They, yeah, so on it, a coach? It, it was kind of like me who said like, hey, let's let's give this a try, and I'll I'll talk to the um, gladiator owners and be like, hey. Uh, can, can we facilitate this? Make sure that he gets a, a trial and see how it goes. Give this, uh, give this split a go. Um, and yeah, they, they gave the the green light. They said, "Yeah, go for it. This split, it's it's worth it. See if uh, if you make major." And we did. It looks, yeah, <laughs> looks like it worked out. Yeah, not for Elevate. Well, yeah, <laughs> looks like it worked out for you guys. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, you guys, you guys brought up a bit ago how. Uh, you want to make sure how Elevate doesn't get good practice against you guys. Um, but if, if LCT was there with you guys right now, do you think you would get scrims versus the major teams, or do you think you guys would be gatekept a little bit? Uh, there's been a couple of teams that have already asked us. We've had to say, like, no, you have to wait, because um, we we don't have uh, our third. Uh, so there's a couple of teams, obviously. But I don't think, I mean, obviously it's to be expected that not like the, the top four probably are the best teams are, are probably going to say no, yeah. Um, but other RCS teams in NAs, uh, at the very least, have have said yeah. Yeah, we definitely we get egoed by some teams, but there's definitely yeah. been a, a few teams. A few teams have already asked, and I'm sure, I'm sure there's certain teams that would love to at least give us a go. Um, you know, obviously we'd probably get um, egoed by like Phase and yeah, of course. You know, your, your big teams. But we'd probably, I think we, I think if Lewis were here, we'd actually be getting unbelievable practice. But say love you. <laughs> You yeah, I mean, at least he... <laughs> play the Marky OSM yeah. Max trio in scrims. Maybe, maybe I'm not. I'm we'll not see. quite as good as Lewis, unfortunately. I'm. I'm not exactly confident about that. Have you seen no. him threes? Oh. 
I did. I played him three so the, the other day with uh, Marky and well, Max. It was yeah. interesting. It was a very interesting experience. To be I fair, John, we playing with you is like playing with like a skill vampire. You just suck out <laughs> all the competency of all <laughs> your teammates. Vampire, he's awesome. Oh, you, you, you gotta be careful. I'm gonna fish out some some screenshots of uh, me carrying. I'm gonna expose you. The fact that you no, have the screenshots is worse than the screenshots. I don't have screenshots, but I've got replays which I could get screenshots from, so I do have replays. <laughs> Johnny's next that video is his replay review of him carrying Marky and Ranked. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would do Marky like that. I would do that. Uh, I wouldn't yeah. do that. The only person I would do that to is T-Bates. I did carry T-Bates a couple times in US West with, uh, you know, he's got like 50 ping. Me and Yummy Cheese Man at 150. And somehow we're still finding ourselves on top of the scoreboard because T-Bates doesn't know how to play with casters. He's uh, all over the place. I played with T-Bates yesterday. It was quite oh, fun. Oh, you did? In, yeah. In, as T-Bates? No, in twos. It was me. It was actually me and someone I, I, I don't think I've heard of. Me and a ranked warrior versus T-Bates and Karma, actually. No way. They were, well, they were about, yeah, 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 I know. And they were about to win. Um, they were like 4-1 up or something. And then T-Bates said, like, t my teammate kept chasing T-Bates from behind and demoing him. And T-Bates was like, I hear the chasing from behind. It's not working, buddy. You're going to have to come up with something else. And then we immediately scored because my teammate demoed him from behind on the goal line. <laughs> just immediately. Um, and then I think, you know, sorry, Karma, if you're watching, Karma scored. Karma whiffed an easy ball, gave me an open net, and then redirected my bad clear into the net and just absolutely threw the game for them. So... It was uh, that wasn't two angles, sorry, it was a complete whiff to give me an open net and then an own goal. Oh, Karma, okay. Karma, <laughs> Karma didn't do great. Karma kinda kinda threw for, for her and Ebates. Um it was honestly it was an awful <laughs> match. Awful. Just like the quality was just really not good. But um Ebates lost and that's all that matters. T-Bates, he's, he's been grinding. You can't be losing that T-Bates. What's going on? Like he, he's talking about how he's gonna like get back up to SSL and be in the parole lobbies, but no, he's losing, he's losing to the Mark. He's losing the game of Daddy Eater's coach. Yeah, I can't believe it. what a lobby T-Bates and Karma against Marky Duda and a ranked warrior. That's just uh, I can't I, like if you told me that's gonna happen because of Winter Major, I'd be like very surprised. But here we are. Karma, karma throwing for content. Hope somebody saved that replay. I need to take a look. But I really should yeah, have saved it. Actually, I really should. No, saved. I don't think I did. There's no way Karma or T-Bit saved that replay. So we're gonna need to find There's out. No you way were the ranked warrior. That's for sure. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, "Wait, that was me. I was the guy who demoed T-Bit from behind." I know. I have that replay. Then send it to us at Shotcast. We'll review it live next episode. Maybe if it's, it's a great replay. If you've got that replay, whoever you are, please send it in. It's a very funny replay. <laughs> send it in. This is sounding like I don't know what if you, what the equivalent show would be in your guys' countries at Marky It sounds like you've been framed. We're like send your yeah. videos to to us here, and we we'll, we might play it on the broadcast. You know what? It great. was the last game I played, so I bet I can find him. Oh, it was Bob. Yeah, it was Bob. I found him. Was, so Bob, if you're Bob. watching, he's so he's called it's B zero B, and he's got Bob the Builder as his profile picture. What? I'm not joking. This is this is the guy. 100 percent the guy. <laughs> so, this is the guy that beat teammates. Wait, wait, could this come up? Wait, careful! That's like a thousand pound camera. Yeah, expensive, man. Anyway, you can picture it. We, you know, Bob the Builder profile picture B zero B. If you have the replay of Carmen teammates just having an absolute shocker against us, please. <laughs> Wait, what? Why? Why are chat saying Sunless? Does Sunless sometimes go by the alias B O B with or Bob? He sometimes goes by Bob. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's above Elias. Yeah, yeah, but it's not him. He was fanboying me. I thought Sunless is fanboying me. I thought Sunless is like, oh my god, it's Marky. You know, maybe he would be, to be honest. Like, he's he's OG, so he might be like, what is Marky doing in my game? And then, yeah, just demo chase teammates. I could see that, to be honest. He might be making a video. See that. Yeah. So B or B. Bob the Builder profile picture. Somebody, if it says somebody knows this man, please get him in touch to send in the replay. If he has it. Somebody knows a ranked warrior called Bob. He's uh, he has a replay that we'd much like to get our hands on. Uh, but okay, Did the not stream it. No way. If he streamed that, that would be too much. streamed it in Discord. That's what Direct was saying. He said he watched oh. it live in Discord because Tbates is streaming. But oh, don't wow. think it was on a Twitch stream. Sadly. He's molding at Bob demo chasing. That sounds incredible. I wish he was streaming that. I would. I would watch that right now. Actually, just like pull it up, uh, watching the second monitor. But, okay, to bring the conversation I, back sorry, to I was say, you I did guys. look up ball chasing as well. It's not there. So. You've looked. Oh, that's I was about to check ball chasing. That's a great effort. Honestly, well done. But uh, Bob, one day, he's going to come through. <laughs> okay, so you guys, we talked a little bit about Winter Major. What's like? If we're looking, you know, past, is it is the expectations or the target to get out of groups? Is that the 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 target here, or is it to just win a game, do better than Elevate? Because they went zero nine in games at the last event. You guys can do better than them if you go one and even one win, one game win would do, would be enough to yeah. be equal best APAC team ever. I think who, who yeah, yeah. Won, a, won a game like yeah. Winter last season. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I think we're all kind of split on what our expectations are. But at the end of the day, our goal is to get out of groups. Um, Obviously, with that, you, you kind of win the games. But um, we know that we have the potential. Uh, we we were the first APAC team to get a win at a LAN, um, which was Gamers 8. But now, um, for this regional, we're just hoping to get out of groups and, and obviously do better than Elevate. I, I think going 9-0 would, uh, would be really disappointing. Uh, that's obviously the worst thing that can happen. Mm-hmm. But you, who did you beat at Gamers 8 again? It was like the NA uh, fourth team. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got lucky, man. I don't want to hear it. Um, yeah, we, we beat all mid, which was... Um, oh, yeah, all mid. They got, they got carried into qualifying by Chronic in 1v1, and then they didn't didn't bring Chronic, so they lost oh, <laughs> at the actual event. Oh. He, he was just a stand-in for the qualifiers, apparently. Uh, I spoke to Fitz, and apparently Chronic was never meant to go... like at all but they were That's short correct, for yeah. the qualifiers so he only played the qualifiers I, I don't think they were short for the qualifiers i'm pretty sure they had four players in the qualifier if i remember no I, th I think the third couldn't play the qualifiers That's what chronic i'm looking up. it up right now i need to Some, uh, need to know uh, Gamers I, I wouldn't really know i swear chat can anyone confirm i swear that they they had four players for the qualifier and then chronic just i i think you're right he was never meant to go yeah, so GC in the chat said Angel wasn't going to play originally, but he ended up being able to. So I think that's what happened, yeah. Yeah, Angel was there. They played 3v3 with their main team. Chronic did the 1v1s and also yeah. the 2v2s. And they, they did really well. They beat a bunch of good teams to qualify, but then obviously at the event itself, they didn't have their ones made anymore. And uh, also Chronic turned out to be pretty good, so having him would have probably <laughs> helped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably be actually a decent player. Um that a big win. That's actually a a good win, even without Chronic. You beat you beat Angel, Kiri, and Flitz, um, for three NA bubble players. Yeah. Uh, I I I actually rate them. I think Angel and Flitz, especially at times, have been very close. I Kiri's mean, that, that was special. Well. 
that was special for us because we had never played together like as a threes team before that event. We we came, we showed uh, showed up, we had a couple of days to practice, and that was it. That was the first time we played together, and uh, that's kind of what made us decide like, hey, this could work out long term. Um, so yeah, now we're here, and we're hopefully uh, going to do even better than the game state result. Is that what inspired you, OSM, to go back to pro being? You're trying to be a pro oh, player. Oh, dude, yeah, playing on stage, being like in Saudi, that atmosphere, it was, it was incredible. Um, just like thinking back to it, like being there, I knew at London. Um, I told the team, I told everyone, like, hey, this is, I'm only gonna do this season as a coach, and I'm gonna do something else. I don't know what, what it is. Um, and then at Gamers Day, I really made the decision, like, yeah, this is, this is for me. This is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I feel like that, so that format as well caters to you. Like you know, you got to play your ones as well. So I think that yeah. that helped you guys in that respect. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, uh, we have to say we were extremely disappointed that we didn't beat uh, Renegades. I think that, that was a bit of a, yeah, not, honestly, we, we consider that a bit of an upset from Renegades. But you know, <laughs> um, well, you won the ones, didn't you? You beat Fever in the in the one v one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the twos game, I locked it down, you know, but you know, the, you get that. You guys can't, you can't win them all. Um, but true, having true. said that, now, now you're off to the major in terms of world champs, stuff like that. I know Mark, you said you want to just get a stranglehold on APAC. You're in a good spot for worlds for top two. Do you like where, where's your goal right now? Is it just like, is it world champs or is it let's lock in for this one and make sure? We make the next major as well. Do you want well, to be I mean, number one? Again, like this is all we all have different opinions. I think Max would have different opinions to me. Marky as well with different opinions. I think Marky is the more sensible one. He's just like, okay, let's go for the safe option. Let's go like, you know, let's just try and I just lock want down to brutalize elevate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to crush them every time. Make them go look for Airbnbs in Africa or something. That's all I want. <laughs> That'll do for me. That yeah. doesn't sound like the safe option at all. Or the OSM is describing, actually. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, he just wants to focus on APAC. But uh, for me, um, like getting first place, obviously, the first step, making majors. But that's not where I want to stop. Like, I don't want to be like in a team that just gets last place, last place, last place in majors. Like, even if we qualify, like that's not enough for me. Um, so obviously, we're hoping to get out of groups and have wild card. Hoping get out of wildcard as well. Obviously, it's very hopeful for a, a region that's never won in RCS. But you know, that's obviously the goal. You mentioned earlier that moving to APAC wasn't just for Rocket League for you. So, what, what explain that uh, uh, process? Right. What was 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 moving to APAC, moving to Asia, all about for you outside of Rocket League? Yeah. So, I mean, at the start of the year in 2022, let me first that. Um, I realized, like, you know, I love Iceland. It's my home country and I love it, love it to bits. But um, at this stage of my life, I don't want to be just stuck in a little island doing freezing. Nothing. Yeah, freezing is mm. there's not much to do. It's cold. It's really expensive. Uh, like even like as an independent creator and whatnot, like it's hard to just you know get by. So I was like, okay, I'm I'm gonna move somewhere. And I looked to Europe and I was like, this is someday I'll move somewhere in Europe. But this is not for me. I looked to like Canada and whatnot. I was like, okay, this is the second option. Um, then I realized, like, hey, Asia, this is the perfect spot. It's cheap. It's warm. It's a different culture, different atmosphere, um, even, like, different religious beliefs, everything. Um, 
So I was like, yeah, this is the perfect move for me. Uh, later down my life, later in my life, I want to go somewhere more stable. I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll I'll be in Australia for a little bit. But for now, I want to do something really different. Basically, the polar opposite of Iceland. Yeah, that's that's like, cool I can monster. see that. Indonesia being very different from Iceland, they can't. Oh yeah, yeah can't be many similarities there. <laughs> surely. Will but that be have, followed by Rocket League? Like your your moves? If it's Australia, you want to like compete in OCE, or is it you know Marky's talking about elevate booking Airbnbs in Africa? <laughs> is it is it is it? Is it could you move to maybe a Nexus go to South Africa, and then uh, and then you go to. Hell no. <laughs> hell no. Uh, yeah, there's, there's no chance. Uh, I mean, for one, uh, I like South Africa. I like South Africans as well, but uh, it's just not safe enough and it's not where I want to be. Um, again, with Australia, like, yeah, Rocket League might follow there. I might try something there, but I don't even know if, if that's something I would pursue. I think, if anything, I'd probably go directly from uh, Indonesia to something like Canada. And Max, you said you moved to uh, Singapore at 15. I'm guessing that was yeah. with your family. Uh, what, yeah. yeah, what were you up to in, in Singapore apart from Rocket League right now? Um, I'm still studying. So um, if I'm not playing Rocket League, it's all just school pretty much. And um, before, before this year started, it was, you know, a lot, a lot of time was dedicated to school. So I didn't really have a lot of time to play, which probably caused a lot of the team issues before Marky came in. So... Um, Sounds yeah, like no. when you say probably, you mean definitely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'll well, like to play. It, like probably one of the main problems was like well, me having maybe ten hours in the past two weeks for the first regional. I wouldn't <laughs> say school uh, was the only. Yeah, when there. you say school, do you mean clubbing and social <laughs> yeah. life, or do you mean <laughs> no, 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 like? <laughs> uh, I mean, like it's just a bit of everything, I guess. But um. <laughs> yeah, no. Ever since, ever since we we did like god awful, got like what well, we got like top eight once, and I think that was, I think that was it for me. I was like, yeah, there's just no way we're a top eight team. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I started focusing a lot more on rocket league and got my hours up, and then yeah, so I was, I was pretty good that we made the major as soon as I started grinding. Yeah, ten hours past two is. That's that's pushing the limit. Maybe that's that's pretty low. Yeah, of how low the hours can go. Um, yeah. Studying, you know, yeah, studying the the walls and the inside of the club toilet, like all kinds of studying going on <laughs> uh, there at the start of the split. But that's yeah, that's cool. What are you studying, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I'm doing law. And oh, yeah, teammates. Yeah, so yeah, a lot of time goes into that sometimes. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, now, now I'm on I'm on school break for like a couple of months, so we're chilling for now at least. So we need to see you yeah, we do need to see you debate T Bates, who's also studying law. Um we can oh, yeah. have a little court case. We need to have probably a, a different type of law, but like <laughs> yeah, isn't T Bates also like seven years older than Max? <laughs> I don't know about that man. <laughs> I told you wait. How old, how old is Bates is. He must be like twenty three or something, or twenty four, I don't know actually. Maybe someone in chat knows. We could look it up. Show you your Liquipedia here. Let's have a look. You must have a Liquipedia, T Bates. Let's, let's give him a search. Let's pull it up. 24. He just turned 24 uh, last month. 99. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a baby. Old. What? He's old. <laughs> <laughs> what? We need, listen, we need to stop this. He's old nonsense. Like, this is just getting out of control. Yeah, Look I'm, how old he's. I'm glad Johnny's Imagine here being... to like, take over for me on that old thing. Because usually I get just... called old, but when Johnny's in the call, I feel okay. 
Uh, yeah, listen, all, all I'm saying is imagine being 22 or younger. You've only lived in one century. You've only lived in one millennium. That's cringe. Like, you need to be older. I'm sorry. True. True. <laughs> Us millennials. Not millennials. Yeah, yeah, you don't. Oh. <laughs> hey, double century, double millennium. Just saying. We've done that. You can't uh, get the millennium. The century's within reach, but yeah, you're going to have to work hard for that one. Millennium, not happening. Yeah, sorry, guys. You missed whole, it. Uh, yeah, literally missed it. That whole pro thing you guys are doing, we've already been there. Well, maybe not Johnny, but like me and CJ, nah, we've already never. been there. we already been there, done never that. It's pro. all over, yeah. So yeah like, you guys, you guys 20, enjoy though. it while you're young. It's all good. Uh, I'm on the right side of 20 for a few more months, thank you. Um, uh, uh, a few more months, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> maybe not Rizzo, though. He's a year older. He's, a, he's on yeah, the other way. Yeah, uh, turning the big old, t- big old two six here soon, couple months. <laughs> <laughs> Someone did say, here. chat though, someone said, is, is our combined age of the hosts of Chalk 90? And now no, they're pushing no it. All right, that's disrespectful. <laughs> that is disrespectful. <laughs> you guys are 25 and 26, or 24 and 25, 24, I can't remember. 25. 24, 25. Oh, we're not even close to 90. Plus, like, I'm doing a lot of, like, I'm, I've contributed it's not, a lot to that. Yeah, it's not close. <laughs> <laughs> I've done more than my fair share, but we're still only 81. <laughs> We're not even close to 100. We're good. Don't worry, Mark. You can join this topic. He's old as hell as well. Yeah, I'm older than Riz. I'm 27. <laughs> oh, my. That's bad. What a boomer. Uh, yeah, he's old. I know. That's a rough. I'm that sorry. Hurts. That's okay. Actually, actually no, you're back. I've always remembered since the day I met you, like, maybe not the day, but since early on knowing you, you always complained about back pain. So that's not an age thing. I think yeah, no, that's not an age else. thing. That's a, that's a Marky thing. I'm, I was born wonky or something. <laughs> when we're, we're when we're both we're both in San Diego, we can both go to like a chiropractor together or something. Just yeah. like just the two of us, just for fun. Just for just for funsies. Just for funsies. <laughs> I think that's what play, old people do. Go play lawn bowls <laughs> yeah, or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, bridge. I actually used to play, play bridge a little bit. Well, I knew how to play bridge. I played it a tiny bit. I kind of forgot now. But we should become bridge players, Rizzo. Lawn bowls is good. I'm down. Lumbles is actually very Don't fun. I'm not lie. I played I played it one time, it was very fun. But it is a very old people sport. Too much bending down in lawn balls. It looks bad for you. True. Yeah. Maybe that's where your bad bad back came from. Too much lawn balls <laughs> when you were younger. <laughs> no, not enough lawn balls. Surely that would strengthen your back if you're working uh, the lower back in lawn balls. Does you, anyone in chat know the optimal back. amount of lawn balls to play? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't lawn bowls the most like the deadliest sport in the world? Because it has ha- it's got the most heart attacks and stuff. <laughs> I think it is. If you Google, I think lawn There's bowls no has way. had more fatalities than any other sport in the world. Shut up! Like, it's not. No I'm not kidding. Great. I remember it was in like the Guinness World Booker Records or something. I remember. Reading yeah, it that's what kid. Google's saying too. Due to its high death rate amongst participants, it's more to do with the demographic of bowlers rather than the sport itself. <laughs> they just throw the arm over and then collapse. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 the people playing it are so old that there's a high death rate because it's ex- they're physically <laughs> these themselves. long balls oh my god let's <laughs> not long lawn lawn l-a-w-n balls like a ball lawn bow wait bowls. did you google long balls cj what did you <laughs> <laughs> no, no someone in chat <laughs> might have done those someone in chat might have hit that google search what is it long can balls? find out what we're talking about Speaking like of younger young sports, for this though, conversation. What is this? that's what I'm saying. Rocket League, we 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 got to go the young. The Rocket League is just becoming a younger and younger sport. We used to back in the day, you know, when me and Rizzo were kicking, kicking, kicking goals. You know, we were 
we weren't the oldest, but everyone around was sort of like 17 was young, even sort of 18 was young. There was, you know, 25, 26 was sort of, I wouldn't say it was normal, but you wouldn't, well, you weren't like, wow, look at that old person. But now, you know, as you <laughs> said, you've got two, two of you blokes are in the top 10 oldest players at the major and you're like 19, 20. Like it's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So what's going on with yeah, this esport? I think it's got to be like, I reckon it's just about the time. I think as time goes on, it'll stop happening. Like, do you guys ever see Daniel like falling off mechanically? I don't. I think he's going to be mechanical when he's in this. No, 20, I mean, at the end of the day, like, like the age is only going to continue going higher from this point onwards. Like, I think so. Like the average age in pro rocket isn't isn't it about eighteen? Like already, like it's just you see a lot of these young players, like sixteen, seventeen, that are making lands at the moment. But it'll only, you know, the age will only keep going higher. I don't see many of these players falling off as they age. Yeah, there's just no other game like Rocket League. So other games, if a new shooter comes out, immediately there will be like a bunch of pros trying it out, pros in other games trying it out, getting really good fast because they have they played a very similar game. Kind of like how all the SARP vets used to be the best when Rocket League came out. The, pre the very small predecessor of Rocket League um, was similar enough that even though, yeah, it was it was also quite different. Uh, only like played it once, so I was like, "This is unplayable." But yeah, similar enough that the people who did play it were immediately the best players in Rocket League. So that's kind of like why other games have older. I think at least why other games have older like pros is they've like played a similar game when they were a teenager and got all that practice in. Whereas in Rocket League, like a lot of people who like were already in their late teens, early twenties when Rocket League launched, they had never played any game like this. So like they missed out on those early uh you know years in their life just learning how to flip reset without even thinking about it like all these kids growing up they just like they, they can just they, they see something and they're like oh cool yeah i can do that because that's how the brain works when you're younger it just learns faster i think yeah there's a there's a huge misconception i feel like amongst our like rockley pros and just the community in general it's like you don't lose your ability to play as you get older you just have a harder time practicing the newer stuff like it's harder to to get it down as fast as others um, but you don't lose your ability to play i mean it's just your choice as you get older like you're you know you, know, you have different things in life that you, that you want to do different aspirations and that's why people retire so like young in sense in rocket league compared to other esports i think as yeah. well where like it feels like we're close to the skill ceiling in terms of where we're now sort of just bound by the size of the map how much boost you have you know the dimensions like it feels like now i don't know we always say this you know what what's what's going to happen from here but and then we find something but you know how many flip resets can you hit like you're only it feels like now we're bound by having 100 boost and like how big the field is and how much space you've got um so yeah i feel like you we're not going to see another like golden age where these youngsters just come in and just take over but having said that Counter-Strike and those other games are a bit different in that it, it, Rocket League's so reactionary and fast-paced, whereas Counter-Strike, if you have good map knowledge and game awareness and you just mm. hold your mouse at the corner, you know they're going to peak or something like that. Whereas Rocket League, it's very reactionary, skill-based. You've got to be fast and you've got to be on. Like you, you need to be practicing and you need to be, you know, like if you stop playing for a couple months, you're not going to be as snappy with like wall reads and stuff like that. So... I just feel like it's a different game where you need to be always putting in the hours and you can't just pick it up like five years later and be just as good as you were. Like At the end of the day, it's just not bound by age. It's just bound by time. I think yeah. That's the main point. 
Well, I, I I would say though that I I think getting games in when you're much younger is helpful though because you just learn a lot faster. Yeah, surely. Yeah, like anything, you don't, you like don't, you, yeah, but you, you don't, don't lose pros. that ability. Oh well, yeah, you don't get you don't deteriorate um, as much as you would in like a real sport. If you're like out of a real sport, you're physically deteriorating, and you're also like you know right. losing a bit of muscle memory maybe as well. Whereas Rock League, you're just losing muscle memory. I have to like relearn some things, but it will you know it does come back. Um, pretty quick, so I, I I kind of agree that their the age will go up over time because some players are just going to be evergreen; they're just never going to fall off. I think. But wait, I, CJ, you said you you think we're close to the skill ceiling? I, yeah, the map is definitely limiting, like what how many yeah. strategies are viable in threes. That that I agree with. I don't think we're close to the skill ceiling though. I think like pre jump plays, nowhere near skill skill ceiling on those. Pinches nowhere near skill ceiling on pinches. That's true. Like, I no, think there's, there's like there's certain aspects that were no, they're like barely scratching the surface of what's of what's possible. And like, yeah, on the ball mechanics, of course, very obviously, could improve for a lot of the scene. Some players look like they're close to skill ceiling, but we maybe that's just because we don't know where the ceiling is. Like players like Zen, we watch him play. Like, what is this? Was he? How is he doing yeah. this? But then in the future, maybe like two years from now, we'll be like. Yeah, that, no, that's everybody. Maybe that's every pro. Maybe Zen right now is every single player in the league in two years. Even you know, that's, that's kind of how the game's progressed. Yeah, like, I don't want to be like a freestyle merchant here, but like a lot of the <laughs> mechanics that become viable later on in threes and even twos and ones, like they, they've, people have seen like in freestyling for many, many years. I mean, even just, for example, the Pogo, I see so many people go for that in ones now and it's very viable. That's been around since like 2017, like really popular. But only now it's been been like making use here. Like so, some mechanic like I don't know the ceiling shuffle, for example. I have no clue how many people know about that. Like the more people get consistent at that, the more viable it will become later down in the pro in the pro scene. It's just the, like the skill ceiling in terms of mechanics is never ending. You will not see that for so many years. Like until the game dies, pretty much nobody will find all the mechanics and even. Mechanics that are viable for us, yes, it's impossible. I think, yeah, I think uh, the, like another one is like a psycho or like the sidewall doubles, yeah. like we're just yeah. shooting it from midfield. Like only a few players have gotten pretty consistent with those, but even then, I feel like you know those are going to be like pretty common shots eventually. Like it's going to get to that yeah. point where everybody's kind of nailing them. Yeah, freestyling I mean, often yeah. gives a look at what's coming in the future when like recovery mechanics or mechanics get to a level where it's now safe to do that or viable to even do that in competitive like uh, dark is by far the best player at pogoing right now but he's pretty much the only one who can do that in 1v1 without it being kind of a risk i, I know zen scores scores quite a lot of them as well but he scores a lot of like pogo shots he doesn't actually pogo and start air dribbling again dark's the only guy who can like actually pogo at world class ones level and then be air dribbling at the end of it um, no one else has been able to learn how to consistently do that enough for it to even be viable because the bounce is so hard when you're playing against a pro player and you need to like disguise the fact that you're doing it right up until the last second. Like in freestyle, yeah. of course, you can just do it for free because no one is going to challenge you. So you can just bounce wherever you want with no deception at all. Whatever is the easiest way, you can just do it. But the way Dark does it is fascinating to me because he makes it very, very... Like, uh, apparently Jack explained it in a cast that I did with him recently as, like, the angles that are possible at any point during a play. This applies to 3v3 as well. So if somebody's air dribbling with a flip reset available, like, they've got their flip, you have to cover multiple angles because they could be faking or they could be flip resetting. They could be flipping into the ball. So that's two angles yeah. that they're threatening. 
But like the way, the way Dark does it is he'll have a flip, so he's threatening the flip reset shot, obviously. He's also threatening the fake, but he's also threatening the pogo, because he could just bounce when he hits the ground, and now he's in the air again. So there's so many angles you have to cover when you play him, and that's crazy to think about, because he, he could be floor pinching, he could be like turtle shooting, he could be doing anything. Like, how do you cover all those angles? The answer is, right now you don't. Like, no one is capable of defending that package at the moment. That's why everybody who plays him just ball chases. <laughs> they just I'd like to see Marky against him. Marky against, against Dark? I'd love He's to see that. He's got a defense on lockdown. Marky against yeah, Darky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. On stadium, though. All right, some stupid map, please. On stadium. I'll score a kickoff goal and I'll dribble the ball around the back for the whole game. That stadium, so yeah. there, that's actually got some history because Marky, uh, he 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 played against a lot when a lot was still a pro player. Marky was retired. He played against a lot in Salt Mine Underground on on a, in a stadium one v one. Marky said, "Let's do it in a stadium." A lot said, "I don't care what the map is. I'm going to destroy you." And the Marky did win. So actually, the, the stadium <laughs> call, I think you three one them or three nil them as well. It was like it wasn't a fight. No, I think series. it was. I think it was three two. But the, was the it game three two? Fight- yeah, but the game five, he didn't have the nerve to take me on. The game game five was quite one-sided. He just didn't, you know, I'm built different. What is it about Stadium? Why is it a good map for you? What's the deal? I don't know. Well, for, for me, it meant that, like, he's obviously he was obviously way better in the air than me. But it just meant, like, you know, if we played on Urban or something, he would just ping off the backboard and score. And, like, score an aerial. Just, you know, he would just double touch off the backboard. He would just destroy me in the air. But Stadium, there was a lot less opportunity for him to bully me in the air. A lot more opportunity to just play like stupid, scrappy, ugly Rocket League. Which I mean, <laughs> had a slight advantage on him over. So it's a grounded merchant map. Plus, I played it a lot on Sarp, so there there was still some strats from Sarp that I remembered that you could sort of like, like for instance, like you could, um, like especially if you were dribbling the ball around your own net, a lot of players like they would go and see corner boost, and they wouldn't realize that the goal's kind of in the way to cut their like rotation back to net off sometimes. So like there's a lot of situations where I realized if he goes for boost here, he's gonna just actually not be able to get back without realizing it. Then a lot of my goals were just like him making silly mistakes and deep in my half, and then me just like running down the pitch with the ball going. (laughs) That's amazing. I need to look that, watch that one back if anyone wants to see it. Yeah, you're right. It was game five. You you remembered it correctly. Um, Marky Duda versus a lot. Probably the only stadium match that's ever been played for money. The only stadium show match (laughs) in Rocket League history. It's not seen a lot of play. Which I, we weren't going to talk about this, but I think that we have to kind of bring it up because we're talking about stadium. Like, do you guys? What do you guys think on different maps in Rocket League? Should different maps be like used in esports? Non-standard maps. Non-standard maps, like or I've always thought they should. Eyes maps. This is, I've been yeah. upset about this ever since they said they weren't going to do it. So I'll just stay out of this. I've always thought they should. Then there, there's so many more things they can do to make things spicier than like make like non-standard maps a thing. But um, I mean, it would be interesting. It'd be interesting for a trial tournament, obviously. But I don't think, I don't think it would like up the quality of the games at all. No, I think it would. There's just a lot of different. You'd see a lot of different moves. Like imagine coming off like the ramps in Neo Tokyo and getting like redirects off the ramps in Neo Tokyo. Like using the ramps for like old old school Neo Tokyo. I mean, using the ramps for dribbles. You know, there's some there's some shite maps. You know, like I don't think I'd want to see pro play on like Utopia or something in the big circle, but. Um, I think there's plenty of it, like in a decent different map, there'd be plenty of, it would just be totally new. It'd be totally new. It'd be so interesting. There'd be plenty of like strats and moves that you could pull with 
extra little lumps on the on the map to exploit. I just think they really messed up by not. Yeah, you just know that they would make the worst maps ever, though. I mean, like nobody wants to play on the old wasteland map. Like, there's no extra, like there's no special thing about uh, the old wasteland map, for example. I the do think the old wasteland map is a pretty bad one. Yeah. The problem bad. is, is that even the regular maps right now, people are putting up videos like some of the bounces are still bad. Like the physics yeah. aren't like matched up. So if you get, if you make a random non, or even the the old Neo Tokyo, I think it's called Underpass now, isn't it, with the ramps? Yeah. Um, like you you could just get some shoddy bounce, and it's I don't think it's good enough in like a professional competitive play when we're playing for millions of dollars to have like random like a ball just bobble randomly on a flat surface you know what i mean like it's, i feel like we're probably not at that point at least with like this version we'd of rocket league be, maybe unreal engine the next one we'd, will be at, fix it. we'd be at that point by now if they'd just not wished out doing it True. they'd have fixed it by now if did, did you like Marky, did you like the the wasteland and the the old Neo Tokyo when you played in those in RLCS at some at one point or like maybe it was it was in RLCS or was it just in pre RLCS tournaments? No, there were some RLCS games on wasteland. Yeah, there were then, right back then. They got a big big backlash because everyone was tragic at Rocket League back then. And, you know, <laughs> they could they could barely do anything anyway back then. And then once you started adding extra lumps to the map, everyone freaked out. It was like, oh, I can't hit the ball anymore. So the map is at fault, not me. And then they got rid of then they got rid of the maps. I mean, to be fair, wasteland was a bit. Wasteland was a bit trash, to be fair. But, um, I think the reason that they would have gone for Wasteland is because it was most like they probably had a bunch of map ideas, and this one was the closest to the actual Rocket League map. So they're like, let's just put that in, see how I it think goes. If but... you if you remember Wasteland, like the edges were like sloped up, so it meant yep. a lot of aerial balls. You were quicker to the aerial balls from the from the sloped up edges than if you were in the middle. So that was yeah. kind of interesting, but it wasn't. It was just a bit weird. It wasn't interesting enough, and plus, like already. The curve physics when you're like you know how sometimes when you're going up the wall it swallows your jump if you're on a curve. Yeah. So like the, that was already, you know, already pretty, yeah they're already pretty dodgy there and like and <laughs> wasteland just exacerbated that problem a lot more. But like the old underpass I always thought was, you know, Tokyo curve. underpass you like that one? Yeah, that was quite fun. And like some of the you side think, maps are pretty good, but oh well. Do you think though is it is it non-standard maps or or, or what I think would be more like even better. I think the worst thing they did was make all the hitboxes the same, all the car speeds, turning radius the same. What if we had like real small cars, but they were faster than other cars? You know, or we had the big tanks that would like the more tank. likely demo or had a bigger hitbox. Like <laughs> you standardized every car basically to be Octane or Dominus hitbox or the long, whatever they call that one, the plank. But why don't we get different attributes for the cars? Like, let's see some, that, yeah. different, some different styles get in. Let's get some cars that are faster than the others, but they 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 have weaker, you know, or smaller hitboxes, weaker they, shots they or something. Out. Like they just don't yeah, hit like, the ball as hard. Exactly <laughs> worse because it's smaller or something. Do you know what I mean? I, dude, like, I would absolutely love something like oh, for that. Pro play? How cool I mean, would that be? Yeah, for well, pro play. For everything. You know, just you know, throw like, it in the you game. Would, you wouldn't throw it in the in RLCS, but like obviously, like as a, a game, I'd I'd love to play that and see like how's if how. How does the fast car that hits the ball more slowly play? How does the slow car that absolutely booms the ball play like that? I want to play that car. So yeah, game mode like that would have been fun. Yeah, but in pro play, that's like the best way to kill the esports scene. You'd have some broken meta like 
I don't know. Yeah, uh, then, be really but risk- if everyone's using it, it's pa- fine. Then they just if everyone well, uses it, but also they would just patch it if it's actually truly it's broken. Like any other game, yeah. yeah. Like well, League, a new champ well, comes you, out, they patch it. Yeah, they they well, release an OP champ, it. and then they sell a skin on the OP champ, and then they nerf yeah. the champ, and then your skin's yeah. used. So that's what they do. Well, you trust exactly. Sinex to do consistent, fast updates? That's a bit. If they're adding, if they're that. adding different stuff like that, I would trust them. Yeah, but at the moment, no. But yeah, they don't even have, I mean, that's not even a thing right now, like changing car, like there'll be a new thing. So we can't really judge how they would do it because they haven't done it. Like uh, updating car hitboxes or turning circles or speeds. Like it could be as simple as this car can hold more boost. Like it doesn't have to be completely different. It could be like this car can hold 120 boost. This car can have 150. This car can only have 90. You know, it could be things like this. Slightly faster turning circles. You know, hitting the ball. It's in the game a already, like harder. No, it doesn't have to be like speed? night and Stuff day. Like it could just be like, yeah, small changes to how fast the car hits the ball. Like maybe there's like a larger. Maybe if you like hit a car, not even supersonic speed, just like slightly below, you can demo a weaker car. Like there could be just strengths and weaknesses. It would be interesting, I think, to explore. We need Lethemer to get on this. Why hasn't he done it already, Lethemer? We're giving him <laughs> I'm a video. Sure, I'm multiple sure videos he, for free. he already has done something like that. <laughs> he probably has. He probably has. <laughs> He's done everything, man. A three-jump car. Oh, yeah. A car that can triple jump or, you know, double jump and then flip. Incredible. Yeah, that would be kind of broken. A car with an infinite flip at all times. <laughs> yeah, and then what would actually happen is they'd add all these different cars to the game and everybody would still play the Octane, the normal car. Like, nobody would care. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, you'd find, you might find something else. I just think it'd be interesting, like, people shifting the meta to different things. Like, you know, we've we've seen it with demo meta, with, you know, every, everything really, solo play meta, with mechanic me- mechanics meta, which is sort of where we're at right uh-huh. now. But I feel like it'd shift, and I don't think it'd be... I think it'd be pretty cool to see, like, buffs mm. and nerfs and stuff and people trying out. it just keep it... A bit more fresh, but Did we just I remove are... air roll from the Fennec. Like Fennec can't air roll anymore. <laughs> like Fennec, you can't air roll. Like that's, air just, that's a great idea. I think the metas are changing fast enough as it is, though. Don't you think? Like, I mean, things For are threes? basically changing. Yeah, I mean, things are basically changing each season. Like the demo meta, like was was destroying everyone last season, but now it's basically dead. Like nobody really uses it that effectively. Like things are moving super fast, but people don't really realize that because, well, I mean. I would say I would, I would I would argue there's been almost no real playstyle changes that are significant in the last in the open era since BDS established what they do. I think everybody's gravitating towards what they did slowly. There's not really been any other like additions. What, just what did BDS improved. do to you? What do you feel well, like they did? So my understanding of this, a lot of people talk about NA playstyle versus EU playstyle, and this gets people really angry because you know. People don't like when you talk about NA versus EU. But during the pandemic, NA and EU went their separate ways for a year, for 18 months or something, 20 months. They didn't really play each other. And at that time, NRG were the best team in NA, BDS were the best team in EU. Therefore, all the EU teams copied BDS, all the NA teams copied NRG. NRG kind of rotated very cleanly. They gave each other a lot of space. They're always moving super fast. They're always 100 boost. They're booming the ball around. They're very clean, very aesthetic Rocket League, very like mechanical. BDS were just like, you know, the complete opposite. They were like very close to the ball, putting maximum pressure on the other team, using a lot more tight knit team plays rather than like long distance team plays. And yeah, it turned out when we came back together again after the pandemic that what BDS did actually worked better, in my opinion. So everybody's kind of copying that now. Even like the best teams in NA are all kind of gravitating towards that style of like 
gritty Rocket League, very demo-y, bumpy, like dirty Rocket League, cutting rotations everywhere. Um, so you're saying yeah. so, like teams like Gen G and Phase are trying to replicate that? Yeah, yeah, similar to that. Less less clean Rocket League, where you know if you go in to play, your job is now to rotate out of the back post. It's more like no, get back into the play, cut rotation, mess people up, demo, like steal boost. Like everybody's just being rats on the pitch now. Like whatever you like, if you ask yourself in in pro play. What would a rat do right now? That's probably the best play to make. Like, be the rattiest player possible. And what I mean by that is, like, the most annoying player to play against. That's probably the the peak play to to make. So you're saying BDs are ratty? <laughs> okay, super uh, super ratty. I mean, player. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that's a, like a specific team play style. I mean, I think that's just kind of standard. That's been consistent for a very like a long time. I think what you're saying is people are not trying to play as clean as they used to. I mean. For example, energy's old playstyle, like that was kind of meta at one point. I, mean, I guess that's what your point is. Like people aren't having set specific things they're doing; they're just playing a little bit more cheeky and smarter, I guess. But I don't think that's. Real, meta. I mean, not really. I said that you know, NA had the have style that a lot of teams did. Uh, some, not everybody was exactly like that. I think Space Station were a bit different with like Arsenal and Rettles being yeah. very, very demoy, uh, you know, aggressive, but. Yeah, the NRG won pretty much everything in the online era, like playing very clean Rocket League. Um, and I think that kind of makes when a team's dominating you, most teams try and copy. It's also probably why the Phoenix were popular in EU because Phoenix were winning. And the Octane I wouldn't say America, that like that's just dominated though. Like that's a bit that's a bit absurd to say that that's kind of taken over and it's dominating the, the era. Like like different like NA's play style is not that different it's still very clean it's still very mechanical they still utilize demos and bumps and they're still not really they didn't, they didn't demo nah well, you are you saying, they, they, they are you saying that BDS twice, nah, they are you saying really BDS revolutionized it I don't think that's true I don't think oh, I, no, they hunt. absolutely nah, they did nah, they that, that's untrue did. like yeah BDS obviously based was on the what best team I, most consistent I've just I've just given a very like detailed description of what I think BDS did and now everything that I talked about is still things teams do. You can't just well, say, nah, actually they, they didn't rotations and demoed? That's not very specific. What do you mean? Just that's they not, that's, rotations no, listen, and listen. I did, that's like a, like a terrible generalization or terrible, like, you know, uh, short version of what I said. That's not what I said at all. I didn't I say they cut so. rotation and demoed. That's like okay. not what I said. I, that's like uh, two, two things I mentioned, but like BDS were much more like just aggressive with their, how far up the field they are. And like how many different players they'd have ready to make a move at the same time. They wouldn't just have a third way back all the time, like most teams. And now that's what everybody does. They always have like every team in it. When you're attacking, everybody's up. Wait, all the best teams, at least. Wait, okay. Look, if you're talking about a team not having a third or like somebody in the backfield, like that was literally like our game plan on G2. I know I'm going back to the dinosaur era here, <laughs> but you can't say like BDS revolutionized this whole thing when we were literally well, doing mean, that of like constant yeah. ball chasing, getting in everybody's face. Yeah, that's true. So many worked. teams have been super aggressive. Like that, no, for that a while doesn't... that worked, but yeah. then Energy picked up Squishy and they started winning everything. So everybody in NA gravitated towards that. But for a while, G two with Rizzo were dominating, and they were like a much more aggressive style. Rizzo's actually right here. They they yeah, did it's not do something right very to, similar. It's, it's not right to say BDS revolutionized and and like they paved the way when it's just two different playstyles. Is one. I mean, I don't think I actually said that. I, I, you're and... you're saying that I made it out as if they're like only team influence. <laughs> I just said that this is what they did, and everybody copied them. But yeah, you can describe it as yeah. revolutionizing if you yeah, want to. But, but, but you're saying that's kind of like, oh, this is the way to go now, and everyone copies it. And this is 
this is the future. No, actually, what I said, if you rewind, is I don't think there's been any major changes since BDS. I think how BDS played back then is very similar to how the best teams play now. That's what I said. Yeah, but it's been played like that. You're bringing in a lot of words here that I didn't say. Yeah, but it's been played like that before, Johnny. Like, that's the entire point. It's like didn't that place it wasn't. didn't just come in with BDS. Didn't say it wasn't. Again, I'm not sure why you're bringing that up. I, I didn't say it wasn't. But like Rizzo no, but, said, uh, you did this. No, but the, but your point is everyone's trying to play like BDS now, which is just not true. Everyone I mean, has. It like, is true. Some teams are very individualistic and very aggressive, obviously. But there's also. I mean, I'm going to be completely honest. Though, I'm, I'm not sure what you're arguing here. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know what the argument is, but I think I said that BDS played very similarly to how the best teams play now and i said no, yeah, yeah i know you, you said that bds like people are trying to copy bds now i said you know, like, sort of but not every team oh I, I i yeah i suppose you could interpret it like that but i mean i i, I don't know what we're arguing i'm not sure what we're arguing anymore this has kind of <laughs> gone in very different like angles i don't know what what i'm supposed to respond to anymore well fair enough I think that the best teams or all of the teams in the world copy the best team. Yes, everybody looks at the team that's winning and they copy them. So when BDS won the Fall Major, everybody's like, yeah, I think we should copy them. And EU had already been copying them for like a year at that point because they'd already been winning in EU. So I think everybody copied BDS, yes. And nothing has really changed since then. We were talking about play styles, by the way. We were talking, like, we were talking about like has meta. drastic changes. I said, no, I don't the think meta. there has. I think the meta is kind of the same. As BDS meta, no, nothing's really that different. It's just better, just executed more cleanly, more mechanically. Yeah, yeah. Rizzo's actually, Rizzo is right. The G2 back then did play very similarly, very aggressive. The issue was that they, for them, for a long time, they were trying to do it, if I recall. And they kept on getting the, the balance wrong, where they would overextend and leave their net open. But then once they figured out how to like, be a little bit more careful with their style, they didn't leave many open nets anymore. They actually dominated NA for like six months. How long? Six months? Nine months? Yeah, probably like two, yeah, two, three years or something. <laughs> okay, <dude. laughs> might be underselling yeah. it a bit, but yeah, it took a bit. But no, you're right with the uh, yeah, we overcommitted a bit. But I mean, you know, it's something that took but no. Once, a lot of once you figured out how to not overcommit, once you found the balance with your aggression, the, the style dominated. It was ahead of its time. Yeah, it I don't, like I don't think, time. I don't think Johnny's completely like. I, I don't know. I, I was half listening. But, like, I don't think you're completely wrong with the whole thing of, like, one team will, like, dominate um, for, you know, a bit, a period. Like, uh, Gale Force slash Dignitas was during that time. And then uh, I would say, you know, we had our time. Energy had their time. Energy had their time again. And then um, I mainly know NA. So, but, like, uh, there, there's all these different periods where you're going to a lot of time just copy the best team or try to, like, replicate that. Is everybody trying to play like BDS? No. Or like, what were they trying to play like BDS? No, I don't think so. Like, if that's the actual question there. I think people are trying to play similarly in a way, but you have to do it in your own way, in your own style. That's why, you know, you see a team like, uh, say, like German Amigos, where, you know, they, they don't like anything like um, like those teams. Or they, they play a completely different style in that sense. So, like, you can try to take small portions of, uh, of the top team's gameplay of their game, um, but it's it's going to be impossible to actually, you know. Actually well, can I, okay, can I change what I said then to all the best teams 
are playing very similar to BDS. I don't think German Amigos play like BDS at all, but I also don't think, don't think they're one of the best teams with all due respect to them. Right, I think but, they are trying to come up with their own style, but I don't think it's working as well. But if the point the was that meta. like a lot of teams are trying to play like BDS, and like I feel like something like German Amigos would just kind of counteract that, because if they're trying to play like them, they're not doing a good job, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> they don't. Uh, yeah, they don't look like them. It's an interesting point. They don't look at all like BDS, but I also don't think they ever will have the success of like a BDS or a Genji or a Carmine Kart playing like they're playing. Like, right, like, like a lot think. of people would try to just copy Carmine now. Like Carmine is absolutely dominating. They're going to try to replicate what they're doing, um, but they're going to do it in their own style. They're not going to just completely be like, okay, Vatira, I'm Vatira, uh, you, you're Vatachi, or if I said Vatachi, uh, Itachi, and uh, you're uh, Exotic, okay? And, and then we're going to do it. We're going to get yeah, it done. Yeah, there's obviously twists, but right. I don't think it's that different, though. Is it that different? Like, are Carmine Corp and Gen.G playing that differently from BDS? Is there, like, what's the big change that I'm missing? I don't think they're that I different. I mean, I'd have to sit there and, like, dissect the game, Johnny. I don't I really mean, know. I'm but saying like, people are calling me out, but then they don't actually have any, like, I think I think know, Rocket League in general, Rocket League has what's, a, a Is a anyone meta? playing differently that differently than everyone, though? Like, everyone's sort yeah, of doing exactly. the same Rocket thing. Yeah, exactly. Rocket League has a you meta know, in really general that's it. based on the best teams. The, the teams are, who are beating you, you're going to try to be like, oh, this team did this. And then you know it's just going to keep going up the ladder sort of thing it's not directly like bds is or bds was doing this uh carmine corp is doing this now let's play like carmine corp um it's just gonna a couple months everyone's gonna be playing like the daddy ears yeah exactly <laughs> daddy. exactly the daddy <laughs> is gonna come through and it's just yeah yeah I think I think it's, just, it's not a straight line of just copying each other and now like the same meta staying there it's it's constantly evolving is the entire point like, well, okay okay let me yeah. I, I want you to to give me an example though, because when i say that i don't think carmi corp and genji are playing that differently from bds that is like a statement that doesn't really you know i'm saying that they kind of look the same and if i say that something looks the same and people say i disagree i would expect them to point out the differences and you're saying that they're different without actually pointing out the differences which is where i'm like lost i'm like what are we arguing about because you're saying no they're different you're wrong but there's nothing I can rebuttal because well, you've not said Well, I think we're saying that, are. like, it wasn't It wasn't like it, it, the world was black and then BDS just started playing in RLCSX and everyone's like, that's how you play. Like, I think everything was still incrementally sort of improving from, you know, all the way back to Rizzo's G2. Like, we had the offense. But now, as Chrome sort of said in chat, everyone's defense is so much better um, while still creating that offense. Like, you see everyone, they're, they're, say, they're conserving boost more. You know, even even starting to move a little bit slow around the field, like a monkey moon sort of strat, where he sort of crawls around and then goes bang and uses his speed, like the change up. I think just like defense is getting a lot better, but I still think you know, no matter how far you go back in Rocket League competitive history, it's still like incremental improvements. I don't think BDS just came along and completely changed everything. I just think that they were just better. Uh, but I, I think they totally did, though, because I'll tell you why I think they did. is because everyone, or at least like the, all of the North American people who commented on BDS at the time were saying, that is bad Rocket League. On LAN, NA is going to destroy this. And then they played on LAN and they lost. And they're like, wait, maybe it is good Rocket League. So clearly, the Rocket League community is not very good at like watching Rocket League and identifying whether or not it's good like what they're seeing like people have a hard time watching rocket league maybe it's because of their bias maybe it's because of their you know uh difficulty like seeing what will work online versus lan but everybody was saying that vds are trash and that eu's trash and that this is terrible level na is miles clear and that turned out not to be the case so no, but are, i think that was just terrible from the at... no i think that was just from the fraudulent na versus eu debate like i don't think that i don't think that matters that much <laughs> 
Wait, you don't think you don't think I've got a point here that people are very bad at knowing what good Rocket League looks like based on the fact no one knew that BDS were good except the EU apparently. Nobody said, knew Whoa. BDS was good. Are you crazy? Except EU, I said, who who were like bigging them up, but everyone well, that's else. That's what I was saying. saying that, like, like no, there were maybe select individuals I, in NA that that brought it up, but no, it's just from the fraudulent NA versus EU debate, I, like, <laughs> like hyping up NA playstyles more or whatever. Yeah, I think you Nobody read a bit. BDS was bad. I think you read a bit into uh, read a bit into the NA versus EU debate a little too much because, like, I think people could sit there and recognize that BDS was good. Like, I wouldn't watch EU as much because I would say BDS. Bore BDS just stomped the region. You know, I don't want to watch BDS. I want NA, NRG on top, baby. And like, <laughs> I was doing, I was doing that as well. But like, that doesn't mean that I think BDS is the worst. And like, NA I'm is going to absolutely stomp. I did, I did think, I did think NA was going to, I don't know, dominate. I did think NA was going to win. Like, I'll say that. I think NRG was going to win. But that's also like a natural fanboy. Like, I'm just going to say that no matter what. Is it based on anything? No, but you can't just read into it like my clear bias here on something like that. I know, but you can, people can't just say, oh, actually, see, when I predicted way back then the BDS and EU were going to get crushed and that actually NA is miles better. I was only joking. I wasn't serious. It was all for content. Like, no, I'm no, telling I'm you saying, I'm That's, saying, I'm saying, I predicted NA. Good. I thought NRG. I thought NRG was going to win. I thought NRG was going to, like, win the major. Like, I'm just mm. saying that. But also, even if I didn't, I would say energy is going to win because I have the, the bias. Like, I was wrong, but I would also say it even if I thought I was, you know, wasn't going to be wrong or whatever. I don't even know where I'm at now. I lost my own train of thought. It's it's more like it, it was kind of a battle of, like, exciting play styles back then, whereas, like, you saw NA gave a lot of time and space and, like, you saw the top teams just hitting flip resets and, like, oh, my God, these guys are just going to clip on EU, whereas BDS were more that, you know, three-man team play and it was kind of like more boring goals if you will so people were just kind of like trashing on them that like they were playing boring rocket league i think that was kind of like more the debate i don't know if it was whether how successful it was going to be on land i think that was more like an na versus eu copium you know year off online era sort of thing well i think it was a bit of both i think it was definitely like fan fans bigging up their own region but i have to think that there was some truth to what people were saying because when i'm bigging up a region that i want to win I'd stay within the realms of what I think is true for the. That's for where we're different. Of the time. I That's where me and stay, you are different, I, I, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense in your case for sure. But I think there's lots of like people commenting and talking online about how how the regions are going to do, thinking NA is miles clear, just based on watching the games, and it didn't turn out to be the case. So I don't know. I have to. I have to just assume people can't like as a as a community. Rock League might just be a really hard game to like tell what is good. What is good gameplay when you watch two teams play? It might just be hard. Marky, no are good. you trying to copy BDS? Yes or no? Uh, no, we, we don't have the facilities for that, big man. <laughs> <laughs> no, the facilities. <laughs> True. Oh, my days. There you go. I, but just really really like, I didn't say everybody was to copy BDS. I think everybody tries to copy the best team, and they were the best team for a while. So now, now people are copying Genji and KC and FaZe because they're the best teams. I mean, at the end um, of the day, three is just so unpredictable. I mean, only now you kind of have, like, two teams dominating each region. Or a couple of teams, sorry. But, like, it's just really hard to predict each major. Like, three is just so volatile. Yeah, it is. I think that's that's tied into the fact that it's hard to know what good gameplay looks like. Because it's so it's such a hard game to predict. Which actually goes back to something I wanted to ask you guys. We were talking about maps earlier. Should the map be bigger for threes? Would that make it easier to predict? Just as bigger, same shape. Wait, do you, do you mean like predict nah, results? Well, okay. I'm, my thinking, yeah, predict results. Because I'm thinking 
1v1 and 2v... Well, 1v1 is definitely easier to predict than 3s, because the map is proportionally bigger to the players on it, because only two players. 3s is hard. I think, like, the pitch being so small means that there's a lot more 50s determining maps, or maps, uh, results, than outplays. A lot more just challenges and 50-50s and bounces are determining wins compared to, like, actual outplays by the players who are better. Maybe maybe bigger map would fix it. Yeah, I, I like bigger map. I don't know. Like, if we have a bigger map, like psychos aren't making the distance. I think it's bo I think it's the the threat right now. Of yeah, the that's, small that's the biggest problem listen, with having a bigger like, map. <laughs> right now, right now, the best thing about Rocket League is the threat of it. Like at any point, even if you're on offense. Is it the fact that it could go in your net at any second? So you still need someone covering it. I think that if you have a bigger map, it's sort of just, it, it just, I feel like it'd be more boring. Like you'd have more yeah. set offense. Like you'd be on offense for longer because you can't just like ping it down the other end and then you're on. Like you can ping it down the other end, but it's not going to go in. So by the time third slower. man's going to get a rotate. Uh, yeah, it'd just be slower. And I think it'd just be more boring. I think it's exciting right now. Because it's a small map and anything, it's not even that small, really. If you look at Rocket League on a fly cam with how how small the cars are compared to the pitch, like it's, I think we're just, yeah. It's just I, people can move very fast. You can get up and down the pitch very quickly. Okay, what if the goal's bigger then? What if they make, make the goal bigger? Or more goals, bigger goals. More goals. More yeah, goals. More, bigger more goals. goals. There'll be more if goals. players just scored more. I think the I think the, the small map the the intensity of like actually scoring a goal like the the challenge and actually scoring a goal makes the games more intense. They make them better because when you mm. get the really tight like OT that's going for five minutes and teams are pinging back and forth across the map, but they're also like getting the saves just in time. Like that's that's what makes it super entertaining. If there was just like oh there's a big beat, there's only one defender left. Like here's a mid pass play, and it takes like ten extra seconds to get down the pitch. Exaggeration, of course, but ten extra seconds to get down the pitch. It's just like it wouldn't be as entertaining to see something like that. Visualizing like one clear, <laughs> yeah. <and> another one. <laughs> and another one. <laughs> oh, what's gonna happen next? But like since it's so quick and and you know the play can transition in less than three seconds, I think that's what makes. Uh, a lot of the plays uh, much more interesting, much more yeah. tense. Also, also, I think like when you say there's, um, it, it could be a lot more outplays. I mean, it depends on what you define as outplay, really. I mean, like less fifty-fifty, sure, maybe, but it'd still be very decisive. Like, it'd be more like solo based, I think. If anything, it'd be a lot more based on one player doing one thing specifically. If it has like a bigger map. Mm. Mm. I still want to see. It. I've not seen it. Like, Lathomir did a massive map one day. I don't know if he ever did a slightly bigger map. He, he once made a huge map with, like, boost everywhere. And, like, I, I casted, I think, a 4v4 on it. And everyone was just driving around with full boost the entire time. And there were, like, no goals because the map was <laughs> ginormous. And everyone had unlimited boost. Now, when you give pros unlimited boost on a standard map, there's not many goals because everybody just saves everything. But on the massive map, there was even less goals. It was just nil-nil every game, and then somebody would like win 1-0 7 minutes into OT, that would be a normal game. That's why I was saying bigger goal. If bigger map, you need a bigger goal as well, maybe, but I don't know what would actually happen in the I game. I still maybe think you'd score less. Uh, maybe a smaller ball, same size map. It's harder to save. I don't know. That's going to be a play. Messing with the ball would be tricky. Yeah, the, the dribbling would change. Like, the percent would change. Yeah, everything would change. I mean, the flicks would change. I think it's possible. Like, a, maybe a goal with like the crossbar is like kind of a little bit higher would be interesting because like 
then you'd need a little bit more boost on defense. Maybe it would make it a little bit more aggressive and fast-paced. I'm scared of making, like, the ball different in any way, because then, like, yeah. everything changes. Like, maybe dribbling's not even possible, or flip resets aren't even possible anymore, because the ball just bounces off your car. Like, if they make the ball smaller, lighter, or get hit harder, then maybe it's just impossible. Well, what about... Chrome said in chat, want them to, they want them to change up the kickoff variations. What if kickoffs were completely random in that the no. in that your half of the no. field, your no. your car Don't could spawn in any position? So imagine <laughs> oh, like no. you just need to you just need to hold on, and all of a sudden the person spawns right next to the ball, whereas all your team is like in the corners, and you're like, oh no my god, way, <laughs> cringe. Imagine you're just like that, that could Complete be the RNG. Ball. Oh my goodness, they've spawned in front of the ball, and the other team's on the ceiling. <laughs> It might be an equalizer, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, they're in the air and they've got no boost. <laughs> that could shift it up. I think Marky'd be down for that. I mean, give me a better chance at least. <laughs> yeah, so, so we we brought up we brought up a lot of stuff like map changes, map size, and like car variations, all this stuff. Do you think you guys are completely against any change? Do you think Rocket League is perfect as it well, is? Just don't just don't change the core mechanics. That's the number one rule. Just don't change the core mechanics. Like, actually, like, like with Chrome said, actually, like different kickoffs. Like, it's like same kind of rule set for kickoffs, but like different positions and stuff would actually spice things up and make things a little bit more interesting. I think, but just don't change the core mechanics. The game is really, really good as it is. Like, so we're gonna That's have true. a different yeah. Unreal Engine Five, but as long as you don't change the core mechanics, like the ball size or the physics or you know how big the car is or the hitboxes then like you're, you're good you can change everything else is it a problem though that it's possible to have a 15 minute overtime in pro play do you guys think that's good for the esport or is it bad that that can happen with the that's current great i think game? that's fantastic i mean it shows how volatile things are how it shows how like intense it can be like you can either have a, a match where it just goes one zero and that's it or you can have a match that goes eight eight and then long ot i mean it shows how extreme broccoli can be on both sides sometimes you do like, get a you do get a boring ot every now and then but as long yeah. as it's a nice it's a nice one a nice 15 minute one that'll keep you on the edge of your seat it's good it's per it's amazing for the game yeah yeah i feel like it, it's in it can be interesting i don't know i'm not so i'm not sold on it. it may be like in the future if defense gets too good and those overtimes start happening a lot I would think that would be bad. Right now, they're rare no. enough that I'm fine with it. But I think if it's, they're it's, often, it would be really bad. I think it, there, there comes a point where defense is never going to be that much higher than offense. Like people are going to continue growing mechanically, like at a similar rate as like, defense improves in a team. Like, I think that's constantly going to like improve at the same kind of level. I wonder what the stats are. We need some halfway dead stats or some direct stats on this, like yeah. goals per game now versus every other season. Maybe it's increasing. Maybe it's going down. I'm not even sure, but I feel like it'll decrease. I think <laughs> what I think it's become more consistent the more OTs there will be for sure. Goals Maybe have gone down over time. Over time. That makes sense. I think goals yeah. will continue to go down over time because it's hard to score in. It's much harder to score into a goalkeeper with 12 boost than zero, and people are getting better at boost management. Whereas, like in offense, yeah, players can get better in attack, but it's still it's so hard to score against really good teams these days. Yeah, and they're not even playing close to perfect. Like, imagine perfect defense in Rocket League. How do you score? Like, literally, how do you score? It's, it's going to be impossible. Demo meta. Demo meta. Yeah, another iteration. Oh, Run it back. What if <laughs> overtime was just a one v one? Players start Generally disappearing every one. minute. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'd, that'd be kind of cool. Drop off. That'd be cool. Uh, I'd be, be wild, actually. 
It, oh, that would be like, you know how everybody hates penalties in football or soccer for our American listeners? You know nobody how everybody hates, hates it. it. What are you on about? No, I, I, I definitely like hate it as a, like if my team was playing, I, w- I would hate it. Like I used to play a lot of football when I was younger. I hated penalties because I thought it was such a stupid way for the game to end. I'm like, this isn't, they don't deserve this if they win this on penalties. So I would hate it as a player. I would hate it as, if I care about the team who's playing. But if I don't care about who's playing, I love it because it's like just entertainment value. But. I think it would one v one a game of threes ending in a game of ones would be like the the rock league version of penalties. I would hate that as like a player hate that as a, someone involved in the team's playing. Yeah, but I think that's a bad way to end things. I mean, regardless, like most teams have a really good one, really good ones player, but still, that'd be a terrible way to end things. I think be interesting, but this not, not. Yeah, it would be very entertaining, but mm. it would be like cringe. As a player, it'd be awful. Uh, It'd be unrelated at all. Like, imagine if three seems like really, really good, like world champion finals, and they go to game seven and it goes overtime. Oh no, it's the one v one in our. We have no one v one players. That would just be the worst, oh, the worst possible yeah. ending. <laughs> Your team would just play defense all the time then in those matches. Well, just make it I'd imagine the one v one is like, you know, you one person starts with the ball in their goal, and the other person starts in the other goal, and you just have to defend it. You can't, like, you know what I mean? Then you, you oh, you're thinking hockey style penalty shoot. Uh, yeah, dribble at him. Oh my god, that's kind of cool. <laughs> That'd be sick. It'd be like the build up, like, oh my god, here we oh, yeah. go. It's like first kill is Daniel. Are you allowed to, to score? Go? As the goalie, are you allowed to just? Yeah, go, you can you go. You can't score. It's like blocked off, like in a training map, like the other goal. Uh huh. You know, maybe they just yeah, have to like, like yes, yeah, keep you out for like ten seconds. You have to score yeah. in ten seconds. The other person just have to survive. That I would love that actually. Like that style of penalty shootout would be kind of cool. Just solo plays, yeah. but not an actual. No, one I think that ridiculous. would drag on for quite a while though. Like depending on the player, like even in one v one, sometimes you see incredibly low scoring one v ones. So it might just end up being as boring as a long OT. <laughs> I think you no, got what, fifteen like, seconds to score a okay, the ball out. CJ's suggestion, you mean? Actually, like, no, would, you've got 15 go seconds to score, or if the ball gets cleared past the halfway line, it's 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 dead as well. What, what, if, is what they do in like field hockey. Yeah, what if, if you it's clear like, it outside okay, the area? Team A, like maybe it's uh, G2 are playing, and uh, Team A against Team B, who could Team B could be phased, I suppose, and then they both have to send out one player for like round one. It's like one attacker, one defender. So maybe G2 send out Atomic as the, the guy taking the penalty. Who has the ball in one half, in, like in his goal or next to his goal at one end? First killer spawns in the blue goal for phase, and you've got ten seconds to score. Probably you would just go for the back corner boost, full pitch air dribble, all in, because it doesn't matter if you concede. It's either score or you lose the ball. And if he scores, then phase have to score. It's sudden death immediately. Phase have to get one. They have to score back on their turn, mm-hmm. or else they're out. And if they score, now it's back to G2, who could miss, and then FaZe could score to win it. Like, you would just go back and forth. Maybe you could even do, like, three rounds, so everybody takes a turn, or everybody has to take a turn, and if there's no, like, you know, winner by then, then you continue sudden death. I think there's something here. I think, like, that would work. Uh, Rizzo, you gotta host this as a tournament ending. Not the what? This kind of tournament. Yeah, you gotta host this kind of tournament. With, with this as the, as the tiebreaker. Johnny's, Johnny's long-described <laughs> shootout idea. <laughs> Penalty shootout idea. Yeah, go on, man. <laughs> he needs it. Yeah, it, 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 it started off. I was thinking sudden death, but it did just end up as a shootout as I thought my way through. I was like, wait, shootout. Yeah, like, you just you, you really described a regular <laughs> I, shootout. Yeah, I really don't like shootouts, and then you took twenty minutes to explain the other team shootout. The more, the more I thought about it, I was like, nah, never mind. Shootout's better. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I mean, I think that's a fantastic time to wrap up this chalk cast, gentlemen. Any objections? No, it doesn't seem like it. Doesn't seem like it. Doesn't seem like it. All right. I mean, I'm just making sure nobody wanted to chat it up. But uh, yeah, shout out to Marky Max and OSM for joining us as our special guests. Thank you to CJ and Johnny for carrying me as always. Appreciate you guys. And if you guys did miss any of Chalkcast, uh, we will be tweeting out those links for Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and the YouTube link a little bit later on tonight or maybe in the morning if I go to bed. We'll figure it out. But yeah, thank you everybody for watching and we will see you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.